Blog Talk Radio. Again, so um, good evening and welcome to Desert Island Games with me, John, also known as Jason Gaming. And with me tonight is Michael Borhan. He's my castaway tonight. He's a actor, writer, wrestler, YouTuber. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for coming on. And all around gaming enthusiast, and apparently, according to Twitter, yeah. I am one of the most London's awesome actors. I don't know how I actually made that cut. I don't know what kind of air, um, like process they have in terms of making me like that, but apparently I am one of London's most awesome actors, and I'm on the Twitter list for being one of London's most awesome actors. So there you go. That's another trophy I can add to the clip. <laughs> well, I don't doubt it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for that Oscar. That's, that's yeah. what I need. Yeah, you've got your you've, you've got your finger in many pies, so to speak. So I'm sure I've left. Um, I've left I'm sure I've left something off that list that I've just read out. Yeah, um, you know, lover, um, fighter, part-time <laughs> fireman, uh, Link in the Legend of Zelda movie, apparently. That's going to happen. I- I'm going to cast it myself, I'm going to write it, I'm going to direct it, and I'm going to do it in the style of Ubol. And just, <laughs> just everything make no sense. I think that's probably the best idea. You're also host of the I Got Gameplay podcast. Correct, yes. And yes. uh, I-, I won't be hosting this week. This week... The, the fun thing about this, there's going to be a special guest host this week, and it is the man himself from Happy Console Gamer, the most awesome person on the planet, apart from me, of course, because I'm, I'm an <laughs> awesome person, the second most awesome person on the planet, uh, apart from this guy, and it's going to be Rob Man uh, hosting. He's coming back, and he's actually assuming hosting duties for a Gamers Collectors edition of I Got Gameplay. So if you guys love gaming collecting, make sure you tune in. Same station, 8 p.m. on, well, 8 p.m. PT, uh, 11 p.m. EST. So it's a very special episode. So guys, make sure you tune in for that. Rob Man is going to be there, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I get confused with all these different team zones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I've only now just started to get familiar with it because I've, I've been doing a lot of work for about, uh, I believe it's nearly been four years. I've been working with the guys over in the states. Um, doing all these radio shows and stuff. And then it was actually quite a funny thing. I was talking to the I Got Gameplay crew about this recently. Um, we've hit a milestone here, and most people don't know this. We've hit a milestone on the Retro Unlimited Network where we've hit over 4,000 listens. And that's just for Desert Island Games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, just, uh, 
that's no, that's awesome. Games. And I have to admit, you know, this show's come a hell of a long way since we first started the concept and, and took you live. And I have to, you know, from every show that I've listened to, because I, I listen in regularly, you've done an amazing, amazing job. Be proud, man. Be proud. I am. Thank you. Although, um, tonight's show is um, almost um, back to what it was at the start with uh, fuck-ups, because I have to hold my hands up right now and say that I think I've set your own team for the start of the show. Yep, uh, it was so four, yeah, it's uh, So that's around about... Uh, it's it's fine. Yes. I, I will use my editing prowess and just <laughs> cut the bit that was missing. So um, the, the drawback with that is um, I'm sure it'll be fine, but um, because I've set it at that time, it's only given us one hour, but I think we can carry on anyway, can't we? We can, we can still yeah, talk. Yeah, we can yeah. keep going. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Totally fine. Yes. Uh, uh, I just added on half an hour to what it, the show already was set up. But anyway, never mind. It's done now. <laughs> so as I yeah, as I was saying, um, you host of IGG, and it'll be good to hear my old buddy Rob Man presenting the show on Saturday. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna rock it and rock it hard, and I'm gonna be there supporting him in every which way that I can. Because he's he, Rob Man is the one of the most awesome people on the planet, loving father, yes. uh, awesome game collector, one half of the Happy Console Gamer. You know, because I I always say that shows just as much as his as it is Johnny's. Um, they've they've done an amazing job with that show. And, you know, he's very inspirational as well. He's helped me out of the jam more than once. Mm. Um, so I can't wait for him to be hosting that show. And I can't wait for us to be hitting another milestone because we're getting closer to 100 episodes of I Got Gameplay. I hope you'll get something special planned for episode 100. Well, I'm going to see what happens. I am going to see what happens. And I'm trying to entice the Spoony one, Noah Atwiler, to come on the show. So I'm, I'm seeing what we can do. Noah, if you're listening to me, Mr. Spoony one, uh, Mr. God Among Gaming Men, you know, if you'd like to come on our humble show, please do. Give me a, an email at michaelburhan at nerdgenius.com, N-E-R-D-G-E-N-I-O-U-S.com. Give me a shout, and I'll make it happen, mate. I would love to have you on the show. So as well as all that, you also have your own YouTube channel, I do. Um, I, I'm currently not updating it for a couple of days because I've been working on this script that I'm doing um, for a film pitch quite recently. It's taken up a lot of my time. Um, it's called Undead Princess, mm. and I'm going to be um, trying to acquire a grant. Uh, it's funding of 350 grand for this. Um, so if anybody out there wants to know what the film's about, uh, hit me up because I'm not going to say it in public <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want anyone stealing the ideas. Um, once the script's been copyrighted, the idea's been copyrighted uh, with the Screen Actors Guild. Um, oh, no, it's the WGA, Writers Guild of America. Um, then I can basically start letting people what's, you know, in the know what's going on. It's going to be great. It's a British um, what, musical. Mm. So that's all I can say. Uh, but it has a very different twist to it in comparison to most musicals out there. So I want to see how it goes. I've got a, a huge pool of talent working with me on it. Um, a great man by the name of Marcus Aiko. He was one of my co-stars in the film uh, The East London Story, Slap or Die. He's gone on to be one of the, a great writer and producers doing films like Welcome to Purgatory, Superman with Requiem, um, and tons of other movies from that as well, including Ari as well. He's, he's, he's done a lot of great work. He's an amazing human being. Uh, a father himself who basically, he, he's, he's the Michael Burhan of uh, of his avenue because he, he works uh, in about 20 different <laughs> jobs himself <laughs> trying to secure his family and income and also uh, works as a writer, uh, producer and a director himself. And I'm hoping to 
that he comes on board. Um, the, the idea is to basically have him co-direct this movie with me because I want some extra help, someone who can actually understand what you know how to do a big budget movie because it's going to be my first big budget movie. Believe it or not, folks, my first <laughs> director slash writer role in um, a big budget feature. So we want to get as much publicity and press as we can. Uh, I'm going to push it with the promotional machine that we have uh, here at the Retro Army Network and also outside as well. So um, I'm going to do as much as I can with it. And if I can, see if we can get a few cameos from the network in there as well. I'll maybe cast you guys in there. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, that, could, that could be an extra. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was thinking that there's, there's roles that I really want to put guys in, which I think would be hilarious. Um, it's a comedy as well, guys. So I think you're going to love it. Um, and as, as I say, it, I'll be working on that. The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash the nerd genius. T H E N E R D G I G E N I O U S. The difference between mine and most other YouTube channels is it's not monetized. I don't earn money off of it. It's free. Um, <clears throat> basically, I've been doing tech videos on there. I do um, gaming vlogs and stuff like that as well. I do comic book vlogs. I, I've been doing the Movie File series on there as well, which is like a video series in a similar vein to Nostalgia Critic, apart from the, the gags are kind of organic uh, rather than cutaway gags. And um, I, I'm, I'm looking at retooling the show now and debuting season two. Hopefully it's going to be this month. Uh, I've got a couple of things that I need to do first, including sorting out my showreel, um, and doing finishing off a commercial that I'm I'm really late <laughs> getting done uh, and you know um, finishing this job for hire three um, that's that's another thing that's on there as well this job for hire if you haven't checked that out it's a comedy series that's loosely based on my acting career so far um, it's fun it, it was a great project to do it still is I, I want to do more of those but I've, I'm currently in between in terms of having people help out. So if anyone wants to assist me in that and they live in London, you want some experience on the film set, give me a shout. I would love to have you on board working with me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and as if that's not enough, <laughs> there's more. Yeah. There's you're more. you're also um, an admin on several Facebook pages, including the Happy Console Gamer. Yes. Um, that, that's the funniest thing, because Johnny Millennium, um, I kept... Xander got the job first, and I was kind of, I was kind of a little bit jealous, because I am... <laughs> I, I test the Happy Console Gamer to Rob Mann and Johnny to two guys who saved my life, literally. Um, I was going through a, a ton of depression in 2010. I had some various issues um, in, in terms of my personal life. Uh, you know, ended up separating from uh, my wife of, at the time, she was seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, basically not being able to see my kids and being left in a bit of a stinker. Um, I was staying on a friend's couch. He was nice enough to let me keep it. We stay on his couch. Um, and being made aware that I had to leave, <laughs> leave his house at some point. Uh, and I was in the middle of my third year at uni as well, trying to pass my degree. And I was about ready to give up. I just didn't really want to do anything. I was just felt really de- depressed. And one of, one of my things about me, and I'm, I'm talking candidly to everybody out there in uh, in the blog talk radio network here and, and anybody on who's listening to this live, I have issues when it comes to depression. I have anxiety issues as well uh, to the point where if I get too freaked out, I can, I, I'll stay at home. I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> You know, and, and that was it. I, I wasn't going um, anywhere but home. Um, and I was 
on the couch, kind of stinking because I didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was browsing through uh, YouTube videos and I was watching the Angry Video Game Nerd because at that time I was obsessed with James Roth. And um, I saw an advert on there for the Happy Console Game and I was like, who is this dude? Like this bleach blonde haired guy, you know, it's like, who's that? He's got stud in his, in his eye. I thinking, yeah, he's probably another one of these guys that complain. And I, I watched this show, and it was just Johnny talking candidly uh, about his stuff. And, and I was watching, and what I did is I, I aimed to sort of catch up. So I caught up, and I saw this other guy, this this, this bald guy with, with an earring. I looked at him like, who? And that was Rob Man. <laughs> And he just showed all his Mega Man collections and stuff like that. And then eventually, um, I, I subscribed, and then I saw like the the movie there. And I was like, and and it's it's quite funny because I actually own a copy of this movie, and I do because one, I love Rob Man and Johnny's bits. I, I, you know, if you've ever met these guys, they are just the same as they are in the videos. You know, some people are really fake. Uh, I can name you a few YouTubers out there who you try to talk to them and ask them to even respond and even acknowledge your existence, they won't. Mm. Um, and, you know, because they... I, I don't know if it's because they they don't want that sort of publicity, they don't want to be in that avenue, or unless you're in their friend circle, they don't want to know. You know, but I can attest to... There, there's a lot of guys who are awesome people, like, you know, I'll, I'll give Steve Benway a big shout, um, being an awesome, awesome person himself, and somebody who's doesn't think he's bigger than everybody else he'll talk to you oh, uh, Larry Bundy Jr. as well Ashens um, and Johnny and Rob you know are the, the most amazing dudes I've ever met in my life and I was watching this movie and the acting was it, I never focused on the acting itself I never focused on um, yeah, I, I kind of left my film head at home because usually I'll rip the shit out of anything yeah any film that you've got <laughs> that you have like I went to watch the Expendables once in the cinema and I was going to kill someone <laughs> because it was and the thing is I couldn't switch my brain off it was it was cheese and I, I remember ref, you know reflecting on the time of, of like the 90s when it was cheese it was okay to be cheese um, but with this it, the acting was poor the characters were, were terrible and the only standout was uh, Tay Cruz you know who I thought was hilarious with his big gun and with the Happy Console Gamer, though, I switched that all off. And the movie was about two guys, their friendship. And we saw the debut of Tam as well, uh, Rob's wife, who's oh, an yeah. awesome person. I was calling her bro yesterday, which actually made me laugh. Um, but, yeah, she's she was in that movie as well. Everybody was having uh, a blast and doing their thing. And, and it was... You watch the story unfold, you watch everything happen... And it made you basically smile, and it put a big smile on my face to the point uh, to the point where it, it it kind of got me out of the funk I was in. I, I was literally um, at the point where I just didn't want to leave the house. I wanted to end everything and just thought, you know what, what's the point? Uh, fuck the degree, you know, fuck everything. There's no point in anything. And literally after watching that movie, I the next day I had a wash, it was on, got on the train and went to uni. And right. then back since. I, I came out of a 2-1. Um, so I am, I do have a certified BA in drama and theatre arts people. Um, <clears throat> and it's from one of the best schools in the world at St Mary's University, Twickenham. 
Cool. So a big shout out to Mark Griffin and the gang down there, um, Paul Stowe and everybody. It, it is one of the best drama schools. They have links with the schools of speech and language up in North London. Um, and a lot of their teachers come to St. Mary's to teach uh, as well. And I got a lot of great work. You know, I learned how to do my, my voice work. So I can talk RP pretty much like this. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Peasant. And I can also, like, go into other accents. Like, I can do my American accent very, very easily. Hey, guys. This is Michael Burhan here from the United States of America talking general American to you. Um, I've, not heard you I've not heard you do a Scottish accent before. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every time I do a Scottish accent, I sound like fat bastard. So like, I'm sexy and you're crap. <laughs> mostly, that's mostly the extent of Scottish accent I've done. But I do have, believe it or not, I have a Scottish um, uh, voice tape, basically, that teaches me how to speak, the inflections and, and, and the dialect and, and learning to do all that. With the American stuff, I kind of learnt general American and also went talking around with other American people for went on holiday once over to the United States, and I was talking like this for most of the time. I was like, hey, how's it going, buddy? How's it, how are you doing? <laughs> and most of the people wanted to stab me with something. Yeah. Can you do a northern accent? A northern? Yeah, uh, like, like, um, like um, Woodland and Harry Yak, Snickerwoods. I probably could if I basically listened to it a little bit more. Um, but I think Harry Axon acquired taste. He's more of an entity to himself. He, he's what he is listening. We, yeah, I, I know he's listening. He's what we call in the wrestling business a gimmick, and he is an awesome, awesome gimmick. So, Yak, you are the most amazing person I've ever seen in my life. And if there was anybody, if I ever had a day where I would have to give the iJotcock gameplay up to anybody, it probably would end up being Harry Yak because he's the host of the hosts. Yes. So, uh, I can do a sort of northern accent because I'm married to a Lancashire girl. So I can say things like, have you heard? Take it to the bar stairs. I feel like I've enough Emmerdale, I probably could do it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go down to shop, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no nouts on? Nope, nope, digging out. Nope, digging out. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I, my... My scope usually goes to um, General American. I can do um, basically RP. Uh, I can do a, a southeastern accent, mostly Cockney. You know, you know how you're saying lad and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I can also do like sort of like uh, how, how can I say it? it? It's kind of the bastardized version of Cockney, uh, where they they do sort of like slang. Um, but again, it's one of those things where I don't like doing. I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I'm very good at doing it um, because it's 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 kind of the South London default mode. Because um, a lot of people, you have a lot of hosts uh, on MTV and on these like music channels now. They speak with that kind of Cockney slang on it. Um, but yeah, I've I, I've I've also learned to speak Hindi uh, as well, like bit by bit, because my kids basically speak it. Yeah. So I can do a deep part Indian accent very well. So like, hello, <laughs> are you doing today? Goodness gracious me. Goodness gracious. <laughs> My name is Mark, and I'll be your cab driver today. <laughs> and I'm such a racist. Yeah. So. Yeah. And do you also do, I think, out of all the accents that you do, I think definitely the best one is your army. You do, you do do a good army. Yeah, I, 
I, it was actually quite funny because I basically did a CAG when I was a kid. And I always, the, the thing about me, and most people don't know, is I've always wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't care what it was, I wanted to be an entertainer. When I was five, I used to literally have my own talk show in my head. Uh, I was sitting there, and I would always imagine myself come on stage with a suit. I'd do like the, the, the gags uh, to start the show off, and then I'd have my hosts, uh, my guests, which would be my teddy bear. And my, <laughs> and my other teddy bear. And, uh, you know, I've always, like, would go in and I'll do something entertaining for the family. And every time I do something, my family would end up in stitches. <laughs> I can get myself out of trouble by making my dad laugh. Um, and one of them was my Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. So I'd sit there and it would start with, like, you know, me talking about how Arnold Schwarzenegger was a bad actor. So cheesy. And I started with the whole Hercules from New York thing. And I was like, I wonder what you used to do in Hercules from New York. And um, my my whole thing was, how's my Fura? Ich bin Arnie Schwarzenegger. And it was like, uh, no, Arnie, you've got to like say it in front of the camera. Uh, I'm Hercules. Ich bin Arnie Schwarzenegger. I'll just fucking get the voiceover done. Uh, and then it sort of went over to the... <laughs> and um, basically just doing it and... and you know, playing around with the with the accent because this is I, I do it where it's like funny. I, I do a comedically funny Arnie. I think yeah. most of the time he talks like this, so he would sit there and say, "Hey, uh, I would talk to the director once, and the director you would talk to me and said to me, you need to say I'll be back.'" And I said to the director, "No, when I read the line, it says I will be back." And then you know that's because he. You, you can tell by by the way that he has that very deep voice at the bottom. But um, most of the times, when in any of the films you'd watch, you'd like, you know, get to the chopper! And he would basically be like ten times worse. So I did everything basically like that. So I'd sit there and go, no, you'll understand. You don't know what I'm saying to you. No, you get to the chopper! And it just kind of went from there and people just kept cracking up and, and going into stitches about it. It was like, ah, <laughs> the main call of Arnold Schwarzenegger, ah, ah, I would never, I would never get bored of hearing yourself and Harry doing those accents. Never. Uh, I love the fact that we actually sing songs doing it. I'm going to actually record Long Boy's Post uh, tonight. Oh, I'm going to do an Arnie version for him so he can do his Arnold Schwarzenegger special episode because I know he wants to do it. So, uh, But yeah, I, it's one of my favourite accents to do. Uh, there's also my Stallone, but I do it so he sounds like he's muffling on his own butt. You know, <laughs> and, but that's how he sounded in The Expendables. It was actually quite funny. It was like, mm, you know that girl, I just... Uh, you know, I, I I have to go, you know, you know what I'm saying. And it, that's exactly, every time he had a dual log with Jason Statham, um, David Statham would be sitting there going, can't. And then he would be going, can't, can't. And that, that's literally how the whole movie went in terms of those two. Uh, but that's, you know, it's not worse than Danny Dyer, because Danny Dyer apparently did Shakespeare. Um I just don't know how Danny because for most people who don't know Danny Dyer does Danny Dyer doing anything so Danny Dyer will play Danny Dyer playing a character he's in EastEnders now and as soon as he was announced in EastEnders my brother goes to me your friend's on EastEnders and I looked at him and went that's actually the perfect role for Danny Dyer well he's, a, he's from London so yeah he's like hello hello son how's it going I'm Danny Dyer look uh, imagine him doing like fucking Hamlet or something like that uh, to Brute, 
you know, it just it just wouldn't work for him because you know he would just be walking around saying "cunt" every five minutes because that's apparently what us cotton users do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the last little bits I was going to add into um, all the things that you get up to is um, <laughs> sorry, I keep laughing because I keep getting messages from my uh, Pariak. <laughs> oh, what is that? Mean? He sent me a he sent me an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression via um, PM. <laughs> you've got the audio put it on there no it's no, it's just typed out oh, it's just typed out oh, I'm sorry it goes <laughs> 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 yeah, and, I keep getting distracted by Arnold Schwarzenegger um, the last little bit I was going to add on to all these things that you're whatever all these um, pies you've got your finger into is um as well as doing all of that, um, you're juggling a full-time job and also being a father. So, how do you fit it all in? Is my question. I'm guessing I'm asking you. I try and <laughs> all have an emotional breakdown and then try and do it all again. <laughs> uh, it's it's literally really hard. Um, the kids, I rarely see them. I see them probably uh, once or twice a week. Um, I love them to pieces, but it's just at the moment I'm trying to get and and make something of of my life at the moment. Um, that with the company that I'm running Enigma Entertainment, we kind of haven't gotten off the ground yet. So it's at that point where we're, we've got the potential to make money, um, but we're not there yet. You know, so we're, that's coming. Um, I'm working a full-time job uh, at a call center. I used to do door work as well at the same time, but then I, I, I stopped the door work. I couldn't hack doing everything at the same time. My son got sick. Um, and I needed to look after him, and the, and the manager basically was running things, was just um, the worst human being on the possible planet. So I kind of left that. Um, my, and it, this is the thing, I'm, I'm going to say this to people, and I'm going to speak candidly to everybody here. So this is, because this is a show where everybody opens up, I'm going to open up here um, and say that I don't work well with people. I don't. <laughs> if it's a director telling me what to do, I will take direction. Um, I'll play a character and I will act. There, there's no issue with that. If someone says to me to do a project, I'll do it. But if you bitch at me, I will bitch at you back. That's the way it, uh, I go. You know, um, this is the reason why I've lost so many nine to five jobs. And I, I'll hold my hands up to it. Part of it's my fault. Uh, and a lot of it's because I can't work with people. If I get someone who's in my face, then I'll go back in their face. I'm very defensive. I get very aggressive, but not physically, if you know what I mean. I, I kind of talk my part. I assess the situation. I find out the information that I need, and I throw it back at their face. And they get annoyed by that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's very difficult to deal with. So working for myself is a blessing. Um, but at the same time, I wish I would have gotten uh, I, I, that I was further with my company than I am at the moment. So in the end, it's good. You know, uh, I'm working on it. I, I keep going, and that's the main thing. And uh, as I said, with my kids, they love me. I love them to pieces. Whenever we're around each other, I am the worst possible role model in the world because I game with them. So we're all sitting there playing. If you, you can actually find us on my Twitch channel or a live stream on my YouTube channel, me and the kids just sit down and game. That's all we do. You know, or they'll do a YouTube video with me. I've got one of them singing, follow me, with my little son going, bleh. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that's that's what I do, and I enjoy it, and they enjoy it, and we have like a ton of fun together. It gives them an incentive to do their work and get better at school, so they can game. My two daughters want to become a game designers, which I think is awesome. Um, my sons want to just be like daddy. Uh, they want to do pro wrestling, and then uh, basically see if they can do game voiceover work. Um, my other, uh, my my son Rohan said he wanted to be a minion at one point, but I don't know if that's going to work because no one's trying to take over the world. And plus him going, man, nah, nah, every day he's going to probably kill me. Um, <laughs> apart from that, you know, it's we have fun. We have, we have tons of fun together. I don't... I, I, I have to put on my dad hat every now and then with them, and that's to tell them to go to sleep and, you know, go to school and stuff like that and to not be naughty. Uh, Rohan, I've got a game pad on me at the moment, an Xbox pad. He broke the... You know the underpass... Um, where there's the, the where the mic port goes in, he broke it. Oh, no. So I've got to replace it. Well, it's just the shell, but I've got to open it up, check the insides, make sure that everything's working fine, and then just replace the shell. And it was a pad that looked like um, Iron Man's suit. It's got that, that bright, shiny red on it, and then at the back it has like a nice black, sleek black look. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, in the end of the day, kids will be kids. Right. Okay, before we go on to the next part, apparently I have to give a shout out to Chris Cox, but I, d- I guess you know what that means, but I don't know what that means. Chris Cox? Yeah, do you know what that means? You mean Chris Locks? Well, maybe he's, um, maybe it's a typo. <laughs> I, I think he is. Uh, big shout out there to Chris Locks, and who's on the uh, I Got Gameplay team. I called him a uh, good-looking Donald Glover the other day, and uh, apparently... Uh, it's not kind of... It, people didn't understand what I meant by that. They thought I was being a white boy um, giving a random black guy a compliment. Uh, but I, I meant it in a way because Donald Glover is actually one of the king of the black nerds. You know, he, he everyone loves him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and because of that, he's everywhere. So uh, when I called him a good-looking Donald Glover, I meant it, it in the nicest ways. Because he's an awesome dude. Uh, he's got his own like band. He's got his own hip-hop band. He's got Plastic Villains that he's doing uh, at the moment. And he's got so many fingers and so many pies as well. And he's, you know, he's a great guy. Um, shout out to everybody. You know, I got Gameplay Crew, actually. Zach Latour, Samantha Jennings. Hi, Sam. Um, Kyla DiPietro. Xander Scullion, of course, my bestest friend in the world. He's he and me, uh, we, we sh- we've shared some things. We've shared some things. Yeah, the um, power to know. <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think you do want to know. Uh, but yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. A big shout out, to, as I said, to Rob and Tam as well, because they're amazing. Sarah and her lovely um, husband, well, husband-to-be, Scott. And, um, you know, every, every person I meet, I, I, I get this. People say that I intend to inspire people, but I think it's the other way around. I think everyone inspires me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice words. And I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening, which I know you probably won't be, but I'm sorry if I've got your name wrong now. <laughs> if his name would be Chris Cox, that would be his porno name, I think. But Chris, that, that's your porno name, it's Chris Cox. I just had to, I just shouted out what I was um, shown on a PM. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where was it? Was it on the... Um... It was Mr. Online himself uh, sending me a PM. Ooh. I don't know what it means. I just I just read it out as I see it. <coughs> oh yeah, and my, if you want, guys, check out my Dreamcast Two video on the Retro Island channel uh, about the the pure facts of why that console is the Chuck Norris 
of video games consoles. Oh, wait a minute. I think I think I know who Chris Cox is now. It's not who you said it was. It's oh. <laughs> it's Chris Shanks' new name. Oh, Chris Cox is because Chris. It's because oh it, yeah. yeah, because you yeah, get two Chris Cox. Shank. Chris <laughs> Shank showed me his cocks the other day. Yeah, he's, he's Ash Ashley's cocks as well. Yeah, he showed yeah. everyone's cocks. I, and you know what? They are some pretty big cocks. That, yeah, they are. And I told him to keep his cat away from his cocks as well. Yeah, honestly, mate. You know, just mm. that, that's just some crazy stuff. He has he has live cocks in his house. It's, it's not actually him showing his cocks on YouTube. It's actually live cock rules. Yeah, we should we should emphasize that really. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the guy showed him his cock. Yeah. Well, it, it, it shows me his cock is as well. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> I'm only joking, folks. Um, the, well, part of the reason we're here um, is we're going to ask Michael to tell us his eight games that he would take on to Desert Island. Hence the name Desert Island Games. That's what happened. What happened? We'll just um, do it quickly and get back to the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you get to pick eight retro games and also a book and a literature item. Um, so, the first game, have you got a list in front of you or do you want me to remind you? Uh, give me a shout-out, give me a shout-out of the game. I know, I know yeah. them have a list, but I'll, I'll <laughs> give a shout-out so we can, we can talk about it, have a nice yeah. little chat. Okay, well, the first game you've picked on your list is um, Super Mario World. Yeah. That, game, that game, for me... Um, is the biggest bit of nostalgia I've ever had. It's it reminds me of my dad. Um, firstly, so you know, I my dad was a big asshole. I mean, he was the biggest asshole on the planet. Um, a bit selfish as well as a human being, and uh, as a person, I probably would never have hung out with him. But he was my dad, mm-hmm. and the the one of the nicest things he ever did. He did a couple of nice things. The first thing he did was he was in trouble with my mum. <laughs> she kicked him out of the house. Um, because he was a bit of a drinker and he came back with a Nintendo Entertainment System because he knew that I was my mum's little like boy basically I was I was the favourite because I was the youngest um, and he didn't like that very much so what he did he um, basically went out there and, and bought an NES from one of his mates he bought it home and he bought it for Super Mario World and Duck Hunt Super Mario uh, Brothers and Duck Hunt and I was playing that, and then once the, the Mega Drive came out, you got my brother a Mega Drive, and I was waiting patiently for the Super Nintendo, because the Super Nintendo for me was just like an immense little console. I've never seen it before in my life. wanted this console, the next iteration of the Nintendo um, systems, and he purchased for me, him and my mum, they went to Toys R Us um, down here in, I believe it was in Old Kent Road, actually. So the one that's still standing there in Old Kent Road, or it was the one in Croydon. No, they went to the Croydon one. Um, and they picked up a Super Nintendo I was in shock I I, I was literally at Christmas because this was a time my parents for most people who don't know they used to be very well off then they hit hard times Um, and then you know they they literally lost everything you know I was uh, a child that grew up in in an impoverished household but they managed to get me this console and I was like whoa you know never ever experienced the freaking 16-bit graphics the the, the amazing character um, and I spent three days uh, from Christmas for my Christmas time off playing this game and completing it you know I even got to start I even went to um, 
the Star World and then completed it to change all the backgrounds and stuff and turn the turtle shells into Mario heads and stuff. Um, and it was great. It was a great experience. I love the game, and it still holds a special place in my heart because it's something my dad got me. That you know, it's, it's the first time he ever thought of me. I think that that's probably the sense in that. The guy who never watched me graduate is the first time he ever thought of me as a kid. Bought this console for me, um, and made me smile. You know, and he he bought me with that, and he bought me Bart's Nightmares, which was terrible. <laughs> but he wasn't to know that, I suppose. Uh, he didn't care at the time. He, he did, the only game he would play was the Color Code Vision, and and again we had some great experiences with that one because that was my first um, view into Nintendo because I played Donkey Kong on that. You know, yeah, amazing game. Cool. I, I like I like the fact that your your second ones can I mean something to you as well. Yeah, definitely. It it it's basically <laughs> it's basically one of those things where everything that I play, every game that I've had is got a nostalgic moment for me. It has something um, that I care about and something that I love. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm, I'm such good friends with guys like Rob Man, for instance, because he has that same thing. He yes. can tell stories about everything he has. And when he was on the show, I, I remember sitting there, me and him, just kind of hijacking the show and having conversation after conversation. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing human being, you know. And, uh, yeah, big shout-out to you, Rob. Yeah, it was really, really nice to, to talk to him. Um, a lot of people were like, Oh, you spoke to Rob Man? And I was like, yeah, cool. Man. To be fair, I didn't actually know who he was until a few days before he was going to come on. So I wasn't really feeling starstruck. Now that I now that I think about it, I suppose I'm kind of starstruck. But it didn't really register with me when I was talking to him. So it's just a regular yeah. guy. You know yeah. what? I've, after basically meeting both him and Johnny, I've noticed that they're both just regular guys. You know, I'm hopefully. I'm heading over to Canada at some point to hang out with them. That's cool. Part of the Michael Burham United States World Tour. <laughs> oh, you, you need to document that on YouTube. I, I'm going to. I'm going to bring my camera with me and start like um, going around to different places and basically showing, you know, showing me having fun with my good friend Chris Dace, hopefully. Cool. Um, so is it still Super Mario World? Is still a game you go back to even now? Defo, yeah, totally. Um, there's a modded version that someone actually did that I play at the moment, and it's got the. There's a very morbid version of it where Mario has killed everybody. Uh, so check that out. That's a creepy pasta version. Someone developed it. Um, so I'm currently playing that one as well. Um, but it's it's one of my faves. It's 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 a game that always stands the test of time for me. And the funny thing about it is, I've even been contemplating on buying it for the Wii U just so I could actually show it to my kids. Well, good call. You should. I I really really should. I'd love to have them do a playthrough of it. They're currently playing Mario 3D Land, uh, 3D World, which has sort of part segments of that as well. Anybody who's ever played Mario 3D World. A uh, big shout out to this game. Nintendo did something amazingly well with this game. They brought every nostalgic moment for me, uh, and it was one of those games where that my kids experienced for the first time what I, um, ex- you know, what I find nostalgic. They experienced it for the first time in this game, and it's, it's amazing. Cool. So, <coughs> excuse me. And um, the second game on your list, uh, we're going to stay with Super Mario, and this time it's Super Mario Kart. That game is the most epic fucking game on the planet. Right. Um, for for me, it was Super Mario Kart Wii. 
um, that I put on there because it's one of my Mario Kart Wii is my favourite Mario Kart game, uh, and uh, uh, I believe they have, have they switched off the Nintendo Wi-Fi network yet for the Wii. I don't know if they've done it yet. They're certainly due to do it. Yeah, so I think it's the 20th of March, so I'm going to do a play-through of that game before uh, March hits, but um, before the end of March. Now, for me, I my my first experience of playing Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, I was sick off school. I used to get sick a lot because I was bullied a lot. Oh uh, I had kids like beat the living crap out of me, and uh, because I was kind of those tough kids who just wouldn't really stay down and I was a stubborn git um, people tended to come back to me because I thought oh he could take a punch just beat him some more uh, so I used to call him sick a lot um, and then you know one day I, I basically picked up the cart played it and then um, afterwards I you know as I grew older I kept playing every iteration and completing it uh, I played Double Dash in the GameCube I played Mario Kart 64 um, I played Super Mario Kart Wii, which was like the Pista Resistance, because uh, uh, for most people who don't know, well, most of you don't know this because I've never told the story. I purchased a, a Nintendo Wii from eBay for thirty bucks um, when it was new, when the console was like at, the, at its peak, so to speak, and it was going for like hundreds. And uh, I purchased it for um, thirty pounds because I managed to get one that they said that it was a the disc wasn't working, wasn't reading. Right. Now, for those who don't know about the Wii console, the insides are a piece of shit. They're cheap. Mm. They've got these cheap plastic cogs, cheap plastic parts. That console itself, the drive in it, is the worst drive you could ever use. So that's why I kind of modded it afterwards and, and put everything onto a hard drive. So <clears throat> the cog came out. I popped the cog back into place. And it started working. So I had a, you know, a 30 pounds Wii U with free Wii Sports and loads of little like extra bits and pieces for it. And um, one of the first games that I got for it was Mario Kart Wii. And I played this thing, God knows how long. You know, when my, was at the same time I got this, my daughter Zelda, I think she was turning two, I believe. Every I was like the stay-at-home dad. I was looking after her. And every time I had a minute, I'd be playing Mario Kart. I, I could. This game would get me in the zone, man. I, I'd like she would, she would go down for a nap. I'd be playing Mario Kart B. She would get up. I'd sit on my lap, give her food, feed her, do you know, burp her, sit her down, play with her, and then put on Mario Kart B again, and we'd both play together. And then eventually, her sister was born, and her and her sister were playing Mario Kart B. I even got them like this um, inflatable car that they could sit in and play Mario Kart B on. You know, <laughs> it was one of those things. They loved it. They loved it so much. Um, and it, it's one of my favorite things to do. You know, and as a as a dad, it brings back that whole moment of me, you know, um, using it as a form of escapism in a sense and also using it as something that I could pass the time with while I was at home being bored out of my brain whenever the kids were asleep. <laughs> so, you know, whenever mommy was going out doing her thing, I was, I was at home looking after the kids uh, and doing my thing at the same time. And it was, it was great. It was a, uh, it, it still is one of my favorite games to play. Cool. So, um, we'll move on to the next one. Um, and sticking with Nintendo, 
Uh, your next pick was Zelda Link to the Past. Yes. Oh my god, this game gives me an orgasm. Uh, this, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, I played on the NES Zelda, uh, The Legend of Zelda. Then I got Legends of Zelda 2, which was a side-scroller. And I was like, what the fuck was going on with this thing? I had no idea. Um, and then you really had to wait. You know, there was nothing after the NES versions. I thought that was done and dusted. And then they released Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was top down. It was an amazing little game. It was so fun to play. It uh, literally, it, it was, um, one of my favorite ones to play. And I had so much fun. Did, uh, did you complete it? Yeah, I did. I beat Gallon. Um, again, it, it was one of those that I spent so much time on and it kind of cemented my love for the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, it's on a lot of people's top ten lists as number one. Yeah. And it's one of mine as well. I, I, I put it in my top five very easily. Um, I, you know, I played this game and this game was so well done. It, this game showed you how to you know, how to basically play the game. It had all the mechanics for a great game. And for anybody out there, if you're so fed up with the gaming industry, if everyone keeps fighting over PlayStation versus Xbox, you know what? I have given advice to anybody who's fighting over these console wars, who talk about freaking frames per second, because that's apparently the new bit wars. Yes. Grab that game, grab a Super Nintendo, plop it in, and play it. Because I, 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 I guarantee you, you will lose your life. You will lose your life playing this game. Because uh, it was so great. And I, and I got the sequel as well on the 3DS. Uh, a Link Between Worlds. And I still haven't completed it yet. Because um, I've been very busy. Uh, and I'm also... Oh yeah, I've got to check on my Animal Crossing as well. Because people are going to be so pissed at me in my town. But yeah, I, I've recently fixed my 3DS for the third time. Because I keep dropping it and pieces keep flying out so I have to keep putting it back in together yeah. yeah this is not the first time that this particular game came up in Desert Island Games I think it's it's very popular uh, who else thought about it Um uh, see this is <laughs> this is when I fold it I can't remember um, I think Harriak picked he picked, definitely picked the Zelda game whether it was this one or not I can't remember uh, I'm in the I'm in the process of making a list of all the guests that have been on and what games I picked so that when this comes up, I can say uh, it was him that picked it. Because yeah. honestly, you, you know, I do that many shows, it's hard to remember who picked what, but it's definitely come up at least two or three times. Um, if Harry, Harry, if you're listening, did you pick it? Yes, he did. Harry picked it. I thought he did. He just confirmed that to me. <laughs> well, Harry, you joined the show. <laughs> he, is, he is, wasn't it? Oh, as, okay. he, as he always does. <laughs> um, yeah, Link to the Past. Yeah, it's one of my favourite games. Uh, it, again, it's on my top five. Um, and it's something that, again, I would play again and again. And once my kids get a bit older, I think I'll get them to play it. At the moment, probably not, because they're scared of monsters. My little son, Airhan, hates... Um, I put on Pokemon Black and White on the uh, DS for him. And as soon as the dragon goes, Wah! he freaking legs it and screams. <laughs> That's quite funny, just watching that two-year-old like run away from it. I was laughing there because when you done that, my cat woke up. He must have heard you. <laughs> He's like, <"Ooh." laughs> 
Gato. Gato. I could do a squeaky voice as well. You, you've, actually, you've actually freaked out my cat. <laughs> he deserves to be freaked out. Oh, he doesn't. He should, be, he should be listening to the show and listening to my, my soothing, beautiful voice. Believe it or not, I've got a headset on, so he still managed to hear it through the headset. <laughs> yeah, uh, you reminded me there um, when you said about playing um, the the full version on 3DS, and you didn't have you've not had a lot of time to play it. That's one of the things I was going to say when I was speaking at the start of the show about all the things that you're doing. How do you find time to play games? Um, whenever I have a free minute. I, I buy games religiously. I, I always like spare a tenner or 20 quid to go out and buy a game. I've recently used up my game budget this month oh. to purchase Mario Kart 8. They've got the special edition bundle here in the UK, and I was sitting there like freaking jizzing my pants over it. <laughs> and, um, a big shout out to Xander. Xander was the one who pointed me to it. Him and Sean Walker did. And, you know, they they basically... Put this, put me to it, and I was just like, "Oh God, I need to play this game." <laughs> I need this game, and it's got yeah. like three um, tortoiseshell statue as well. Yeah, you know the blue shell that you use to sort of get to the front. Yeah, it's got that in there, and um, you know uh, that's that's just awesome. So I, I I purchase games on the regular. Oh, I also use my toilet time because um, I'm a very big toilet gamer. Everybody knows this. <laughs> I say it religiously, I toilet game. So yeah. what I do is whenever I'm sitting on the loo, taking a log, um, I will basically have my 3DS in hand, playing it, uh, completing puzzle pieces or playing certain games, including uh, The Legend of Zelda um, and also Pokemon Y, which I haven't completed yet, believe it or not, people. And the reason I haven't is because I've been breeding Pokemon like crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and this is where the handhelds come in handy because it's it's hard to get onto your kind of main console and, and yeah. do it. And then when you've got a handheld, if you're like me, I play it. I play it on the on the toilet as well. I play it on the bus. Um, yes. When the wife's watching some crap on the telly, I've got my PSP or my PS Vita. That's what I do too. Um, whenever like when I was living with my um, with my ex. She would watch something on TV, and I would be basically sitting on my PSP playing that with the headphones on, yeah. uh, so she could watch whatever crappy soap she wanted to watch, and I'll be like sitting there playing my games. Uh, I even do that now, actually, when I come over to visit the kids. I'm sitting there playing Xbox with them in one room while she's watching Keeping Up the Kardashians in the other. Yeah. So I, I just ignore everything that she watches because I think those shows are drivel. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I do. It's, it's whenever I've got a moment, I'll play it. I, the one thing I hate about the Wii U, and I, I've said this constantly, and Nintendo haven't heard me yet, it needs an extender because the infrared on that is ridiculous. They, I think it's Bluetooth, but I don't think Bluetooth would be that bad because I take it into the toilet and the gamepad loses connection. <coughs> yeah, it's too far to range. Yeah, and it, it annoys me because the toilet's actually next door to my room. So, you know, uh, whenever I'm in the flat, that's what I do. But yeah, I, I find time. Um, the one thing I will say to anybody who loves gaming, if you love gaming, find probably about five minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever, and pick a game up. That's what I do. Um, and what I seem to do now whenever I game, I'll, tw I'll basically stream on Twitch or um, stream on YouTube when I'm playing games. Yeah. Because, you know, if anybody wants to have a look and watch what I'm playing, they can do. 
I will also frequent the guy with the glasses dot com, so I always post my videos up there in hopes that Doug Walker takes notice of me. <laughs> Doug, I need your attention. Fine, Doug, check him out. You should do, Doug, because I'm doing your shtick, but doing it in an English way. Fuck film brain, you need me. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm keeping to do as well. Is um, get my gameplay live on Twitch. I do have a Twitch account, but... Uh, you can have to do it on um, YouTube as well, which I find easier, because, you know, if your YouTube account's monetized, you might as well add some more videos on there and just use your gameplay footage. Yeah, I've done a, I've done a couple of tests. Um, I've got a second channel that I don't really tell anybody about, because I, I use it for commercial testing purposes, um, and I have tested some live streaming on that. Although, although <laughs> funny, funny enough, the last time I've done it, um, Harry Yak found it. And started talking on it. I don't know well, how you find it. A, um, there's a thing that you can use a tool called XSplit. Yeah, that's what I use. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that automatically streams to your YouTube channel. It has an app on it. Oh no, it was it was on. Uh, I was going to say I don't know how you found my channel, but I just remembered I told them what it was. <laughs> that's how you found it. That's probably why. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. I also know his second channels. Yeah, um, I have I have about four channels, so um, but I, I only use like the one channel for streaming, which is the uh, Nerd Genius, and also my Daily Motion variant called DailyMotion.com forward slash Nerd Genius. Um, but I, I use those two mostly. Uh, yeah, I have a Daily Motion. I'm going to start using my Daily Motion for when I'm going to be having something in my videos that may be copyrighted. I'll just stick it up Daily Motion. Probably the best idea. Yeah. So, yeah, just before we move on to your next game, um, you mentioned um, Mario Kart 8, which is coming out. We had uh, Woodland on the show last week, and he picked Mario Kart 8 as one of his games, even though it's not out yet. <laughs> Who did? Uh, Woodland, uh, Carol. Why would he pick that? Because uh, his, his reasoning was that... Um, Hopefully by the time he's on his island, the game will be out and then he'll get to play it. So. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, enough. that's a good choice. That's yeah. a good choice. So, um, we're on to the fourth game now. Which, is it fourth? One, two, three, six. Yes, yeah, the fourth game. And it's uh, Pokemon Fire Red. Yes. Um, I have a Game Boy Advance. I bought my Game Boy Advance. Brand freaking spanking new before it came out of it. I, it was around the time where you could actually buy it. Um, you, you know when, like, back in the 90s and the 2000s, yeah. um, it, it was around the time where CX was a big thing. They used to import consoles. I bought mine for £150 for a Game Boy Advance. I have got Mega Man... Um, uh, what, what was it called? Mega Man something or other. Mega Man Battle Network. That was it. Um, the Japanese version. And it was, a, it was a Japanese console, but it would play any sort of car. Now, what I did, I took it with me on holiday to Florida, and I managed to get a copy of uh, Pokemon for for the game. Now, I then basically, because I had Pokemon Red, and I had it for like the Game Boy, but I could use it my my advance. And I uh, enjoyed that got home um, and you know basically was doing my thing I was I think I was seeing someone at the time seeing I've seen some weird girl I think she she had no there was no interest uh, <laughs> yeah um, I, I used to spend a lot of time playing it I was at work whenever I had a break I'd be playing with the game um, and then 
eventually I basically came across a cart for Fire Red, which was released on the, the Advance. I started playing that, and it's basically Pokemon Red, but with a better save system, better graphics, um, and it now just sort of gain your Pokemon up and, and port them over to uh, Pokemon Black and White. And I, you know, I played it religiously, and, and what I did because I loved it so much, I actually I lost the card, um, and I bought the the entire cartridges from Pokemon Fire Red to Leaf Green, um, like Pearl, Sapphire, um, and all those those carts, and and basically uh, started playing them all, and you know it's extremely enjoyable. I love it. I have so much fun. Um, playing with the game. My favourite Pokemon always is is Charmander. So what I did, when I went on to Pokemon Y, I then uh, managed to get a hold of Charmander after a big battle with the Professor and and started breeding like tons of different Pokemon. So I have all the starters from every single Pokemon game. That's that's commitment. That's that's always a favourite of mine. It's always the best and it's the first Pokemon game I have owned was Pokemon Red, but I would like to have it with the upscaled graphics, so Fire Red. Cool. Um, the only Pokemon I've ever heard of is Pikachu. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bitch. Charmander <laughs> all the way. Fucking Pikachu. I'll fucking Pikachu all over your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we've had a couple of comments before we move on. Um, go for it. Yeah. Harry says that um, Mike's got a Great taste in games. Thank you. Mm. I, I uh, love games. I mean, games for me are like fine wine. It's got to taste good. That's why I love red wine. Anybody else who drinks white wine's a bitch. My wife drinks sweet wine. It's allowed. And um, Novabug says that great choices from Michael. Mario Kart 1 and Mario Kart Wii are my favourites too. Yeah, they they are so much my favourite games. I actually played Mario Kart 1 to the point where I kept trying to find new ways around the routes. And the mirror levels as well, I played that. Um, I completed the game 100%. That's how much I loved it. Brilliant. I don't think I've ever 100% of the game in my life. I I play it with uh, everything. And it's it's like fine wine. There's certain games you've got to love and there's certain games that you hate. Yeah, I've got close on Grand Theft Auto Five. I've got about eighty nine percent. I haven't completed that yet. You see how how lacking behind I am, people. You know what people need to we need to start a Michael Bear and Kickstarter to get me stand, staying at home and playing games. That's what we need to do. I get, think get get to work, Harry. Yeah, get to work on that Kickstarter. Yeah. What we should do with that Kickstarter is starter is uh, once we get the funds, uh, we should clone Michael Burnham. Yeah. So that so that there's one of you to do your some tasks and another one of you to play your games. Yes, um, and also there should be another one of me to make love to the ladies because the other two are just going to be too busy. Right, so we need two Michael Burton clones. So we need uh, quite a lot of uh, money on the Kickstarter for that one. Yeah, uh, so we're going to need like a million quid, a million jillion quid, guys. Let's get the Kickstarter running. Zach Braff shouldn't be the only person getting a million off of you. <laughs> what about what, your million, damn it. what about one Michael Borhan for every day, every day of the week says Harry that that, that would work because mm. then I could have another one of me working but mm. I think they're all going to be they're all going to share my stubbornness so they're going to be a lot of Michael Burhans just sitting there going you know what fuck this shit 
and then it, no work's going to get done. So it kind of defeats the object. <laughs> and it will start where you can start talking um, about Michael Burhan in the third, um, what's it called? Third person. Third person. <laughs> it's just how that came about, and most people don't know this. That came about, uh, I can't, I've said that a lot today. Uh, mm. the, that came about from Snob. Snob goes to me, why do you refer to yourself in the third person when you fucking upload your YouTube videos? You, you know, I think that's like, he goes to me that um, I was being an arrogant cunt from doing it. So to piss him off, I kept referring to myself in the third person. Me and Dave were doing it as a joke, and then throughout the whole week I was doing it, it pissed everybody off, apart from Stephen, who laughed his fucking socks off. He loved it. <laughs> I thought it was all right. It did get a bit um, tiresome after a while. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, even for me, it got a bit taxed. I was sitting there going, okay, that's right arrogant prick now. <laughs> uh, but if for anybody understood why you you were doing it, yeah, yeah, it was just a piss snob off. Yeah, and it did <laughs> very much so. Um, and yeah, I, I succeeded basically, and I think he wants to kill me even more. Um, but I did say that I'll sexually molest him when we go to the uh, the uh, game expo together, the play expo. Um, so yeah, that I've got to do that. I owe him a sexually molestation moment. Right. I'm just um, contacting some people because um, I don't know if they're still on air. I hope they are. Let me have a look. Yep, we're still on air. Right, because... Um, uh, we're not on air, though, but we're on uh, recording. Ah, so... Right, got you. That's fine. Um, it's just because um, Loverbug said he can't, he can't hear it anymore. So, um, What you can do, if they want to actually still hear it, you can actually put them to the call and get them on mute while uh, we're still talking. Right, I'll suggest that to them. Um, uh, and just for Zach the tour, because I know he's going to probably listen to this at some point, uh, a, a little sound cue. Betrayal! Betrayal! <laughs> Betrayed me! That's the all thanks, Snob, for that. That's <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard him every week he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm one of these guys that can't multitask. I'm trying to um, tell people if they want, they can uh, listen in still, but um, doing that and talking at the same time not my speciality. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, that's why I've got like chicken in front of me that I haven't even eaten because uh, I'm in here doing the show. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, that, with, with that game, um, with Pokemon, with most of my games, um, I always look at games as stuff that I enjoy. If I enjoy it a lot, then um, I'll basically play it to death. Yeah. What well, uh, the reason? Um, I was, I was speaking to um, Chris Novabug uh, just before they said that he can't hear us anymore. Yeah. Um, he said that, um, tell Michael I'm trying to find him on Nintendo Network. Uh, I'm Michael Burham. Uh, yeah, Michael Burham. I'm on there. So if he needs to find me, uh, that's the place that he would find me at. Cool. So, <clears throat> before we... I don't know if these guys are going to jump on and listen or not, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not a best. The multitasking really is not my strong point. No problem. Uh, let's, let's continue. The next game you picked 
I think that was number five there. So it's, it's, it's all been Nintendo goodness so far. But you've moved on to a different system now and Sonic 2. Yes. Uh, reason being, uh, my brother got the Genesis and I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Played it like to death, you know. Um, and it, it's one of my favourite, favourite um, games for the Genesis. Sonic 1 was good. I think Sonic 2 outdid it. Added that pesky little bitch Tails, um, who I loved. So I always got like picked up the second player pad and played Tails when my brothers were playing, so I could do the stuff and kill myself because um, that little fuck had unlimited lives. And um, whereas Sonic didn't, so it was fun. It was the first Genesis game I ever completed. Um, I, I had a tough choice. It was either this or Altered Beast or Streets uh, or Streets of Rage. So I, I chose. Uh, Sonic 2 and also uh, Streets of Rage as well, part of that collection. Uh, but yeah, Sonic 2 was awesome, and it really showed a well-made Sonic game. You know, it, it was a true sequel. It, it really made um, Sonic into a multi-layered character as well. Yeah, I, I love the Sonic games as well. And I, is Sonic 2 my favourite? Um, possibly. I do like Sonic 1, but yeah, Sonic 2 might be my favourite. I just I don't like Tails. Yeah, he's he's one of those characters who will grow on you. It's just like um, it's like Sonic Boom. Most people look at Sonic Boom and think, "What the fuck," you know. Um, but most people enjoy it. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, that that game was great. It it added so many layers to it as well. Oh, and it extended the life of that game if you actually put in the Sonic and Knuckles expansion cart. Which was the first DLC, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that was just a separate game. No, you could put it in there and uh, you could play the game as Knuckles. Oh, you learned something the other day. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 as Knuckles. You couldn't play Sonic 1 as Knuckles for some weird reason. Right. Can you just repeat your um, Nintendo... Uh, tag username for Chris yep. I think it's, uh, Michael Burham so it's Michael uh, Burham pretty much <laughs> um, but yeah I'm, I'm on there uh, the Wii U and I'm also on the 3DS um, let me let me have a look here actually um, do you need it does he need an email because I, I think it's I don't know <laughs> um, because it's like Club Nintendo it's it, they they had me as to something different. It's BMC NIM on, on, on Club Nintendo. Don't ask. I was a weird kid. And some mates here still are. <laughs> In some ways, I'm a big weird kid. Um, but I'm a big weird kid with structure. So you've got to have some structure in your life. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but, you know, <laughs> you've got to. Yeah, you have to find some, some way to do it. So you mentioned already that... Um, uh, Streets of Rage, so that's going to be your next choice. Yes, um, we did a show on this quite recently for I Got Gameplay. For those of you who haven't seen it, who want to check it out, and who know what the fuck Streets of Rage is, it's amazing. Um, there was a game called Final Fight that was released on the Super Nintendo. It was released straight from the arcade by Capcom. It was an exclusive to Nintendo at one point. Um, and then I ended up basically um, went on from there and popped it onto my um, 
my my Genesis basically. I found I found this game and I was like, this is this is a fucking Final Fight clone, and I played it. The music made this game stand out so much. It, it was one of those games that I actually have a the music for this game. So I'm, I'm gonna put this on for you guys to just listen to. Um, just a little. can see how this song goes it's the basically the music sounds very sort of like that retro kind of 90s style of beats you know it reminds you of those like revenge flicks and stuff as well this is the um, revamped version because if anyone who's played the Streets of Rage remix which is actually my favorite copy of this game um, we'll see how amazing this is uh, the one thing that I will say to anybody that haven't played this game yet, get play the, the Genesis versions. Uh, you can get it on the Mega Drive Collection for the Xbox 360 and PS3, um, and you can also get the Streets of Rage Remix, which it basically what they've done is they've rolled up the story, they've put the characters together, and you can play Adam. And, and one of the reasons why I like Streets of Rage um, Remix so much, Streets of Rage One so much, was the game actually had Adam in it. You know, he's he was my favourite character. I completed this was a game that I completed using the Mega Drive steering wheel. I'm not even fucking kidding. The one that they used for Afterburner has like the triggers at the top. I I completed the game using X. We were so poor we didn't have a second player pad. <laughs> so uh we, we managed to get that and it's it's a great, great game. Um and it would be my optimal choice to be on that island with because you know, you'd want to put your jeans on, wear your muscle shirts, and go and beat some people up randomly because <laughs> there's no police. That that was a nice piece of music. It's actually quite kind of chill out, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very much so. It reminds me of like, um, uh, does anyone know the there there was a guy out in the nineties. I don't know if he still does music called Enigma. I've heard, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Songs like Age of Innocence, you know, where they Indian go, hi, 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 I do remember that, yeah, it was, that was a lovely piece of music. Yeah, yeah and he, he basically, the stuff he would use was sort of like rhythmic sort of beats, black box, stuff like that. Um, and he was always, it's amazing, amazing music that he would do, very uplifting. Anybody who um, hasn't seen, his, like, who hasn't listened to his albums, my suggestion is to take a look at it you know he's had tracks on the outer limits when they remade that show in the 90s he's had tracks on movies he's had tracks everywhere and um it, it was so funny because it's actually an old couple <laughs> that produced these tracks <laughs> so i would check it out check it out anytime you can guys it, yeah. it's amazing yeah i mean I'm, I'm a huge kind of rock heavy rock fan but i do appreciate other genres of music and i do i do remember that song you're talking about and yeah I can go to a rock concert I can go to a thrash metal concert I can go anywhere yeah even you could even go and see the crankies uh well that that's a spot <laughs> uh, the crankies right, um, what about Streets of Rage 2 a lot of people 
can I prefer that one? I like the first one better because Streets of Rage 2 is kind of cut and paste. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it as a great game. I see it as one of those that's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> great. You know. I like the music in Streets of Rage 2 as well, I must say. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those that it's a good game, but I would, I, I would probably find my... Sorry, Michael. <laughs> uh, no, um, so yeah, um, yeah. For for me, I'd think number one would actually be the better game of the two. I love number one; it's one of my favourite games. So, yeah. Shall we continue? Yes, uh, I did. I got an incoming call there, but uh, I'll fix it in a minute. My apologies. Um, before we move on to the next game, I was going to ask you because I didn't get a chance earlier on. Um, I'm just looking at some of your kind of acting credits. Um, I was going to do this between the games and the and the watch the items, but I might as well ask now. Um, I noticed one of your adding credits is on the bow. Yes. What What was the part? Well, you can see the part actually on there. It says a illegal immigrant. An illegal immigrant. Yes, I, I was playing an illegal immigrant. Um, basically, they made me grow a beard. Uh, I was emptying my change out onto the counter and giving them looks and next minute me and the other Turkish guys were doing Larry Curley and Mo from the Three Stooges uh, between takes it was actually hilarious and I was on there the the set with a few guys from Hollyoaks because the, same, the, the stage that was used for the bill next door they were actually filming Hollyoaks and um, most of the guys were complete and utter prima donnas I mean to the point where it would drive you fucking insane I had a guy come in who was learning his lines and I was sitting there um, doing my thing at the same time, like learning my lines with these guys. Because basically they brought us in on a day. It was literally it. It's like, these are your lines. This is what you say. You're going to get paid like a, a couple of grand to do it. Like, cool. Did you meet any of the kind of bigger kind of stars in the ball? I met there? Reg. I fucking went apeshit when I met Reg. Oh, Reg. Yeah, he was a legend. <laughs> he was a fucking legend. I, I loved him. For those people who haven't seen the bill, check out for Reg. He was like the longest serving member of the bill. And PC uh, Stamp, he was good. Yeah, and there was another one as well. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I, think you played, I think his name was Dave in the show. Yeah, yeah. He, he was basically, I, I met him as well, and he was doing the Three Stooges thing with us. Like, wise guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all having a laugh with it. Um, but the, my, my finest memory is the Hollyoaks guy uh, acting like a complete prick, and uh, there was a model as well. Uh, one of the one of the police detectives, he, he looked like a six foot freaking hench model, trying to say his line. He kept fucking it up every time he was going to say it. So the director kept going, "Cut, reshoot." Well, he kept doing it, everything changing on the counter, saying your lines, and then he comes in, and. Um, because they were like, just say something in Turkish. It's like, fair enough. And so I'm saying stuff in Turkish between the three of us and they're in town count and he's describing about us and where they found us. Apparently they found us in a room somewhere um, squatting. And uh, then they invited me back because they liked me so much for some weird reason. Um, and I was also invited to be part of their... Uh, basically, they, they have a pool of actors that they use to be the police to meet other police officers like the backgrounds and everything like that you'll say a line every now and then 
Um, I was invited back to do that as well. Yeah. Because I was invited back to do to be like a cameraman, and I was basically there was this well-known comedian. I forgot what his name was. He was a white prat. He was playing a gangster in it, um, and. I was basically the cameraman, and I was like, I've been in this before. I can't be your cameraman. He's like, we'll hide you with a hat. It's fucking fine. I thought, fair enough. So I'm on set again, doing this um, this scene, shooting another scene. Uh, and then I was invited back to become one of their talent pool, like part of their police. They have, uh, I have to admit, on the bill, they have everything that you need. They've got a lunch hall that they provide you food. Uh, they pay you. You get to wear cool police uniforms. That's fucking, that's like the the optimal of acting job. But most of these guys, you earn salaries um, like thirty to forty k a year. You know, some of them, if they were high paid actors, were earning fourteen grand per episode. You know what I mean? It was it was a good job, a very easy going job as well. And it's something uh, I wouldn't mind waking up at five in the morning for. Uh, but yeah, alas, the show went um, went down the shitter. Uh, they tried to turn it into fucking uh, Law and Order criminal intent for some fucking reason yeah I mean I, I watched it religiously for years and years and it just went, I, did. Uh, I, I was I was a little kid watching it with my dad and then when I was actually on set my dad was fucking sitting there going my son was on the bill uh, he wouldn't tell me to my face apparently he would tell people and they were like oh your dad talks about you being on the bill I was like yeah I was <laughs> but he would never tell me that he would just like sit there and, and go to what the fuck do you want but you know yeah. was mega proud um I loved it, you know. Cool. It's a start. It was a start, yeah. Hey, you know what? Everything I've ever done as an actor um, has been a fun journey and an emotional journey. If I didn't act anymore, uh, I would be sad. But the same level, I wouldn't be unhappy because of the fact that I've done so much already. Anyway, uh, I do believe we've got a caller on the line, a surprise caller. Go for it. And it's Mr. Harry Yak. Is it you, Harry? Are you there? Oh, maybe we'll have some Greenlands on the line. As Yak, as Harry uh, muted himself because I can see him. Yeah, he may be. He may have become shy. Unmute Harry, yourself. Have you got your knob out? Is that what it is? Uh, maybe he's went. Maybe he's went to the toilet as well. <laughs> Well, but we're waiting for Harry because he's on the line. Um, Chris said that regarding um, Enigma, he went tune. <laughs> yeah, it's. Mm. I, I have to admit, um, uh, Enigma is one of my favourite albums, and it got me through a lot that through my childhood. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not shy to talk about the fact that I was, I had a lot of issues as a kid, um, but I was the the optimum of a closet nerd. You know, I used to come into school reading my wrestling books and people would beat the living shit out of me for that or uh, and berate me for saying wrestling is not real, even though I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, you had, you know, me being a gamer, people, oh, games are shit, you know. Um, I had my Amiga, my Super Nintendo, my Genesis, people would go on about it. And I, I loved it. I, I loved everything about gaming. Um, I loved everything about wrestling. I'm a huge fan of everything. So it was it was fun. Um and, and you know what? That guy has grown up to be this guy. So fuck you people. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and just to end on that, Chris also said that uh, oh, Harry's away. <laughs> uh, 
He said that uh, Michael Crave 2 was a main Enigma man. Yes. Uh, that's, that's actually kind of the reason why I named my company Enigma Entertainment, believe it or not. Ah, d- there you go. Yeah. I did not I had to, He owned the copyright for Enigma, so I had to basically um, change it, with the, add the R to it, so it's Enigma Entertainment. Um, but it's it's great, you know, it's one of those things, I, I love it a lot, and I love doing what I do, and uh, there's, uh, every everything in my life has inspired me in some form or fashion. Being a nerd has inspired me, um, professional wrestling has inspired me. Without wrestling, I probably never even got to acting, believe it or not. So, um, I'm quite happy about that. Cool. Right, so I think we'll get two games to go. Go for it. Harry, are you there? I think he's still loading. Let, let's do our thing before yes, Harry comes Unprofessionalism, as always for myself. Oh, so, the next game is Wonderboy. Yes, um, and it's Wonderboy in Monster World. Um, Monster Land. Not the Monster World. Monster World. Uh, reason being, I played the old Wonderboy games, never could quite get into them. Monster World for me was the shit. You know, you fight this big dragon robot and it will turn you into a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to exit this castle and everything's exploding. And it, it, it was like, what the fuck's going on, you know? Um, you, you then had to find a way to, to get rid of this dragon that ability that you had. And you could change it to like, other animals and stuff like that. It was amazing. For me, I had so much fun playing it on the uh, Sega Genesis and uh, also the Master System. And it, it was one of those games where I wasn't doing schoolwork, I wasn't watching Red Dwarf. Um, I could just play some Wonder Boy, and I always just sit down, let my ass grow, and play me some Wonder Boy. And I clocked it. Um, I'm, I think I clocked it within a week. Believe all that. Right. Mm. See, so, <laughs> we've got another Red Dwarf fan in the house. Yeah, I love Red Dwarf. One of my <laughs> favorite favorite shows. Um, and it was actually, it's one of the shows that got me into comedy, believe it or not. Yeah, me, me and Chris were um, talking quite a lot about Red Dwarf when, uh, when he was on. Yeah, it's it's such a fun show, you know, it was really off the wall, half of it doesn't make sense, you know, um, but <coughs> it's, it's so fun. You know, and the, the I remember when they... <coughs> Excuse me. There was an episode where they had an army of Elvises, and it cracked me up. They were on this planet, and Elvis was basically fighting. And then they had the oh, that was Wax I think it was. Yeah, that's one of the episodes that myself and Chris, myself and Chris were talking about. Um, a lot of people slated it, and I absolutely I loved that episode. That. I loved the. I loved it as well, and then the end as well, where Elvis Presley singing the song like yeah. Oh yeah, that's classic. No one else. Yeah, I, I loved it, and uh, I can I literally can sing that song word for word. <laughs> yeah, as well, and and there's a bit in it as well when Elvis was kind of putting them through the piece, and he's doing that do 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 do. Yeah. I know Dreamers Red Machine. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, you know it it makes you laugh because yeah. um, Elvis is one of the impressions that I can do. You're like, how do you see that? Good, yeah. Um, and it so happens that his voice is used for Johnny Bravo. You know, Johnny Bravo is like a huge Elvis mimic. <laughs> Check the peps. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Um, 
but I, lo- I love those episodes. And in terms of Red Dwarf itself, Lister reminded me of me. I was a complete and not a fucking slob. <laughs> right, well, we have got a call on the line now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no gremlins. Um, and a huge Red Dwarf fan. It's Chris. Are you there, Chris? Yeah, can you hear me? Yay! <laughs> it worked. How's it doing, Sam? How you doing, Mike? How you doing? Oh, good, good, man. Good, good. I'm just uh, sitting here answering some questions, opening myself up to, to John here, you know, like you do with our friends, letting them know well, that. Well, I'll tell you, mate, I'll tell you what, mate, I've been listening to the show and I thought, wow, look, this is like me speaking in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris has been sending me PMs for the last little while, saying every time you pick something, mate, it's, Chris is like that. That's mine, that's my favourite as well. And now he likes Red Dwarf. Well, he said Red Dwarf, but when you said Super Mario World, I thought, wow, because it's a different reason. I don't know whether you saw, listening to our show, but I, I, I picked Super Mario World because it was like a renaissance moment in gaming for me. Yeah. It was, it was like you said about, wow, 16-bit graphics, I've never seen this before. The quality of the music, the gameplay was just unbelievable to anything I'd ever seen before and I'd been so immersed in Amstrad before the Super Mario World was just wow yeah you know I went through everything from um, like the Amstrad the ZX Spectrum the um, CPC the uh, Commodore 64 you know I went through all those consoles I also went through the, the NES the, the Genesis and the Master System and when the Genesis came out when the Mega Drive came out uh, my brother got the Japanese version because my dad found someone who had a who basically imported it into the country, and he got that version so he could play both UK, uh, Japan, and US games. And I was sitting there, I was like, "When's Nintendo bringing something like that out?" Because the Mega Drive was like, uh, I believe they released it a year before the SNES came out. It, it, uh, Mega Drive was released in Europe in 1990. Was, it, yeah. was, it was if, if uh, around about fe- uh, November 19, no, November 18, uh, 80, 89, just before 1990. I know that because it killed my favourite console. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, the NES um, still competed, but yeah. graphics-wise, um, gameplay, it couldn't uphold what the Genesis did. No. And then when the SNES came out, I literally, as a kid, I was like, what the fuck? Hmm. <clears throat> My dad gave me this console, brand new out of the box. I set it down. I put the wires in the back of the TV. I plugged the controller in because I saw this controller with all these beautiful like rainbow-like buttons on it. And I sat down. And the great thing about this console as well, it came with two controllers. Mm. The Mega Drive came with one. Mm. This came with two. And I popped the cartridge in and as soon as I lift, I push that switch up, and you heard the song of. <laughs> and you just went, I went ape shit. I was like just immersed at the screen. And I, the, the way I can see it, seriously sit down and see it, it's mm. the same way that my little boy, Erhan, looks at Despicable Me. He's watching Despicable Me, and he was glued to the television. That's what I was like when I first let my set my eyes on Super Mario World. You could not rip me away from that console. I had no sleep for two days straight as a 13-year-old kid after Christmas because I was intent on completing this game. <laughs> Are you serious? It's like, it's like you're working a parallel life to me. Because <laughs> you talk about your kids like in Mario. 
my 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 eldest is like Mario and Sonic obsessed now. Yeah. Because I've since since I got the Wii U, it's like I had I had Sonic and also a racing transform. She loves that. Loves That's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, because it's it's a great game anyway. Uh, and then I slap on uh, Mario Wii U, and she loves that as well. My kids, yeah. they loved Super Mario Wii U. Uh, yeah. But 3D Land is now their, 3D World is their favourite now because um, they play as Princess Peach. The girls keep fighting over who's going to play Peach. So I've got a clock so I can get Rosalina for them so they can both stop fighting. So like, I'm Peach. No, I'm Peach. I'm Peach. The boys are like Mario and Luigi. That's it. No one wants to be Toad. Daddy gets no. Toad. No one ever wants to be Toad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck being Toad. Uh, but the girls are like fighting all the time over it. So it, it's actually fun. And it's one of those games that I think as well that stayed intact in terms of family. Yeah. There's no other console out there, and, I, and I'll lay this like my hand on my heart on this. The Xbox 360, the kids play Castle Crashes and stuff like that together, uh, which I don't mind too much because they they're, they're desensitised. I, I told them exactly what Castle Crashes is. They they don't notice the blood or anything like that on there. Mm. Um, but it's not really a kids console. You play Kinect games on it for kids, but those games are retarded. Um, to the point they they're broken. They no, don't. They, they are broke. They are broke. I, I played the Kinect once, and yeah. I, I just found it abysmal. The one of the worst things about the original. This is the original Kinect. Let's stipulate that for everyone listening. Yeah. The original Kinect is you literally step out of the of the play area, and it would pause itself, and you'd be like, yeah. "Hang on, am I only picking a drink up for fuck's sake?" Or you that's, say something. That does not happen. Say something, and it, and it and it says like Xbox off or. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if it sounds yeah. like it, it will turn it off, and you're like, "What the fuck?" It was broke to hell. It was broke to hell. I never, I never got on with it. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I self-admit on my channel that I'm not a Microsoft fan, but I will give it a play and I'll give it a try. And I have, and and the the original Xbox, not so much. I haven't played that much, but the Xbox 360, especially with the Connect, I just what? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It's it, when when it comes to the the 360. The Wii U, for me, is always the choice for my kids, and we yeah. always go straight to that one. And plus, it reverse it's backwards compatibility with the Wii. Come on. Well, that is, well that's fantastic. And then, I mean, I've gotten parallel, of course, PS4 as well, so, you know. Yeah. Okay, guys, we've got uh, another call online, hopefully this time. Harry Yak, are you there? Ooh! At last. <laughs> I'm not Harry <laughs> No, please. No, I'm not Harryak. I'm his evil twin brother, Barryak. Harryak's having technical problems currently. Yeah, but we do have Barryak on the show, and uh, the next best thing, I suppose. Um, we do have, we did have some technical difficulties earlier, but thank God Barry's here. Yes. Thank you for coming on, Barry. Well, if Harry were here, he could fix it, but uh, pissy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for um, all your comments earlier, Harry. <laughs> I'll pass them on to him. Barry, Barry. I'll pass uh, these comments on to him. <laughs> tell Harry I particularly liked his um, Arnold Schwarzenegger impression via PM. Larry, <laughs> Harry, it liked you, Arnold Schwarzenegger PM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he thinks I'm an idiot. Well, he doesn't know you very well then, does he? <laughs> Wait, I apologise for crashing this call. <laughs> oh, no. uh, me too. Sorry. 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 This is your bit, Michael. Sorry. 
fine. It's all good, guys. No, um, uh, we, we encourage callers on to the show. Uh, yeah. And on the um, blog talk radio anyway, on the Retro Mall Network, we always encourage callers anyway. And in fact, these are probably, probably my first two callers. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Mm. Actually, not, because you had me on the show as well when you were doing Rob Man, and me and Rob Man hijacked the show. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, you were uninvited. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uninvited. <laughs> No, was that the one? Was that the one, John? Where we, we, I think you told, was it Snob? Where you said, um, oh, "Oh, I like people that come on the show because then I don't have to say much. Everyone else can talk." Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. And um, actually, it, it let me go for a little sleep because it was half six in the morning. <laughs> that's what the retro and limb live streams like when Dave's on. Oh, and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's what? not a nerd. How dare you say such things? <laughs> What happened with that, Harry, anyway? Because I, I went offline, and all of a sudden, it came back online. Yeah, the they did an extra one, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Retro and Lim Live cannot be stopped. It just continues for hours and hours. Yeah. There we I go. Missed, I missed um, Michael. Who's pressing buttons? Me. Yeah, who's pressing, <laughs> Harry? <laughs> yeah, I, missed, I missed your Dreamcast 2 thing, Michael. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it, uh, when I saw <laughs> the idea before, I had to report it. I was just like, this is fucking hilarious especially if the guy goes my dick's so hard I can fuck through concrete yeah that was brilliant I did. was <laughs> it um, was it a, was it like a genuine hoax or was it just like someone pretending it's real yeah what happened was somebody put together a, an amazing trailer of the console making it look like it was real and stuff I saw it yeah that's Sammy wasn't it yeah and um, basically everybody started jumping on the bandwagon and I was looking on Facebook it said IGN facts about the Dreamcast 2 and I was like oh, I'm going to click on this and it went to the IGN forums and I was reading the entire thing up and down and I was cracking up I was at the point I was nearly pissing my pants because it was just hilarious especially the comment where the girl goes the Dreamcast 2 made me pregnant um, it, it just made me laugh so much that I just thought well I'm going to bring it up on the, on the stream well and Mike I, you mean yeah. to say you do not believe the facts that are on that web forum it's to. it, it total facts, guys. What are you on about? Oh, good. What? Thanks for clearing that up. Oh. I thought you were insinuating for a minute, though, that it was all mm-hmm. fake and bullshit. No, no, no. It's totally true. It's a reality. It's a chat noise of consoles, of course. And apparently, as well, it can protect my house from bombs. As can Chuck Norris. Yes, as can Chuck Norris. Yeah. But um, I think Michael Burham and the Dreamcast 2 actually beats Chuck Norris. I, I think I'm going to hold a Dreamcast 2 if we just destroy Chuck Norris. That's Chuck Norris's kryptonite, the Dreamcast 2. Did you know Did you know that the Dreamcast 2 was made out of Chuck Norris? Yes, his beard. Yes. I so heard the, they took Is the Dreamcast 2 one of your Desert Island consoles then, Mike? Yes. It, it, it's the console of choice for Desert Island. It plays all my games. And it also swallows up people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why would why would you need one of those on, on the desert island where there's no the people console, there? The console works on the ritual sacrifice, so I'll need to bring a few puppies. Right, before I move on to the, to the last game, um, Chris, I've got a bone to pick you before I move on. I ate a whole packet of Jaffa Cakes today, and I blame you. Because I seen you eating a Jaffa Cake in one of your videos. So. He has nothing to say to that. I've rendered him speechless. Yeah, he's crying in the corner because he's made you eat sweets. <laughs> oh well. He's gone, to, he's gone to get some. He's going to eat them live. 
good. Just some more. <laughs> I like Jeff. I hate eating. Oh, we should do that on the restaurant on the stream. Yeah, I wish I could eat Jaffa cakes. I'm actually on a no uh, sweet diet at the moment. I'm eating uh, loads of protein, loads of uh, like normal foods like rice and stuff like that, and staying away from the sweets. So am I, but it's not working. And uh, it 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 takes a lot of willpower plus the fact that you just don't want to stop the house with sweets. Because I do, there are times at night where I feel like I could have a sweet or two, but I ignore them. I have a protein shake instead. Oh well, moving on from the Java cake discussion. Look okay. um, <laughs> at one game, one more game, Mike, and it's columns on Sega Mega Drive. No, the Sega Game Gear. Sega Game Gear. I do apologise. Yeah. <laughs> it so, is uh, the most fantastic game on the Game Gear, and, and the reason being, my brother got a a version of this console from a friend of his. Um, he loaned him his Master System, and then the dude loaned him this. You know, and I was like, oh, cool. What is this? Um, and I, you know, as a kid, I was going in the toilet. This was my first, my first toilet gamer, you know. <laughs> I had the Game Gear, I had the batteries in the back, and I was playing it on the toilet, taking a shit, while my mum was banging on the door, because um, we only had one toilet in the house at the time. Now we have two. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, sitting there um, playing the Game Gear and playing Columns, and it was the first game... A handheld game that I've ever completed and because um, I liked it so much I purchased a Sega game gear for £10 and I got columns for £2.50 bargain and then you spent a bit £50 on batteries uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I got right. charger can I, yeah. can I just ask a question go for it could the game gear columns actually be completed yes it can alright because my version on the Mega Drive it just goes on forever and ever and ever no, um, you die Mine actually completes. So what it what it happens is, um, I believe is there a story mode? There's a there's an arcade mode, uh, and there's another mode where it just goes unlimited. And I love the music on it as well. It goes do 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 do. Mm. Is that like Columns Three then on the Mega Drive? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. So <clears throat> it's, it's a great game, um, and it also I actually love it more than Tetris. <gasps> Well, it's, it's interesting mm. to say that because we have had a lot of people picking Tetris, but you've went for columns, so quite controversial. Yeah, Tetris is great for the the Russian music, uh, especially because you can dance to it and do your feet and go do 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 hey do 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 hey do do do. I can do like the the, the Russian dancing and stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, I, that, that's, the, the music's great on that, but I found Tetris was actually easy in comparison to Columns, which was much harder. Yes, it's quite a hard game, but I'm um, crap at puzzle games anyway, so... I loved it. My, my brain's <laughs> wired in such a way that I can complete these games at a very fast pace. I completed this game within a day. Wow. Oh, yeah. But that continuous play. How many batteries did that take, then? How many Ooh. toilet visits did that take? A lot. So saying that was a fat kid with a very full bladder. <laughs> Chris, you, Chris, you are there, aren't you? Sorry? I was talking to you and you were ignoring me. Oh, yes. Sorry, the missus came in. Oh, they... <laughs> so I had to mute, sorry, I had to mute you. You've done a quick make-out session. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, she did flash her boobs. But, um... <laughs> oh, she'll kill me for it's that. It's a pity this is a listening podcast then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. Podcast. Well, I do have that. That's uh, a shame. Yeah, that's turned off. But there we go. <laughs> 
Um, no, what was I going to say? Oh, oh uh, yeah, uh, so Marco, have you, have you play, uh, ever played Clax? No, never had a chance with that. Because Any that, time? that, if you like Collins, you like Clax. It's very similar. Hmm, I'll make it And it's kind of, it's one of my, well, Second Detectives is probably my favourite puzzle game. Because uh, of its nature, and it's, you know, column matching, that kind of thing, but the nature with the tiles dropping down from the sky, and you have to order them. It's the kind of thing that probably right, right down your street. It's loads on any version, so. Ooh, I'll make that a shot, actually. Hmm. Chris, what I was saying to you was, um, I ate a whole packet of Jaffa cakes today, and I blame you for it. You have a what, sorry? I had a whole packet of Jaffa cakes today. Oh, right, uh, yeah, because of my Jaffa cake. You were eating a Jaffa cake in one of your last oh, videos? Right, yeah, on my, um, on my, on my Harrow pickup video. Yeah. yeah, and I went and picked a packet of Jaffa cakes up and said, I'll have two, and then I ate the whole packet. Hey, look, you can't blame me. We're 800 miles away from each other. <laughs> but you put Jaffa cakes in my thoughts. Oh, well, you know, you're going to have to have that out with me at Blackpool, then, not you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hotel for that yet, because um, I'm still getting on Stephen, because apparently he's going to book it, and then everyone's going to pay him. Uh, I've booked it myself. Ooh, oh, lot of dorms to French I'm, now. I'm the Retro that. One Limb Hotel! <laughs> yeah, By the way, I'm telling everybody now, no buggery unless I'm involved. That, that's, that's the way I... Okay, fine. Uh, I think you'll be safe with that with me. <laughs> Depends how much you drink. Well, yeah. um, no. I won't drink that much. I'll be unconscious first. <laughs> oh, okay. That's um, um, easy pickings then. So <laughs> <laughs> date rape. I'll be um, I'll be staying at my oh, sister's anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll be popping up with my brother. Look at the weather he calls himself. So. Right, guys, uh, Chris and Harry, Barry, sorry, um, Mike was saying earlier on that he's a, a toilet gamer. Do you guys play on a toilet? Hmm. Depends Harry, what you <laughs> See, you... the problem is, the problem is, when you're sat on the toilet, it's kind of hard to reach the computer and mouse, you see. I'd take my laptop onto the toilet. You would refer to something like a handheld? Yeah, we're talking about, uh, like, a, a PSP or a, or a Game Boy, for example, or a 3DS. I, I suppose I have taken the DS and the Game Boy onto the toilet, yes, at one point in the past. I can imagine I would have. When I, go to the John, when, when I go to the toilet, I generally have a wee. You take your Nintendo Wii to take your Wii, right, wicked. <laughs> my goal is once I get my own my own house, I'm going to actually carve out the inside, uh, one of the inside walls of the uh, bathroom, and I'm going to put this, like, uh, television, uh, a Wii console and stuff, and just have them in, like, sort of contained so the water doesn't get to it. And, um, and then have the controller sort of cased in a waterproof casing as well so that I can play it while I'm having a bath. My God. I've got a better idea. Why don't you just get a toilet made into your couch in the living room then you don't have to make no, it? No, because that, that'll just look... That'll be disgusting. Cause I'll be oh, but you can cover it up. You can do it classy. <laughs> I think uh, we're... We'll talk about that a little bit more, a little bit later. Yeah, well, when we start to talk about toilet humour, it's not good. Yeah, my, my joke, that's the reason I, my life is based around the toilet, because I do toilet humour as well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys, this, this, this show has certainly made the cleaning of this DualShock um, easier. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I said a minute ago, um, my son broke his Xbox 360 pad, so I have actually done a tutorial for those of people who have actually uh, been on the uh, <laughs> the Nerd Genius um, YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash the Nerd Genius. You can check out a tutorial on how to change the casing and fix your Xbox 360 gamepad. So it's on there. It's me taking apart the pad itself in front of a camera and showing you exactly how to change the facing and everything in there. So I've just got to get a new shell and uh, change that over. What we're seeing on screen but the listeners can't see is uh, Chris's spanking clean <laughs> Joe Stock. DualShock controller? Yeah, it was filthy. Absolutely filthy. Well, I discovered one of my original PlayStation controllers, so I was playing a bit of uh, Red Evil 2 earlier, and uh, discovered that it, um, the D-pad just stopped working. And so I knew I had this one hidden away, uh, but it was covered in shit, so I've just been cleaning it for like an hour. Actual shit was like... Yeah, actual shit. Yeah. It was actually covered in Jaffa yeah. chocolate. Yes, yeah, so like, <laughs> like, like, like we've just already mentioned, someone must have been using it on the toilet. So. <laughs> so basically, um, someone was actually using their butt cheeks to play Resident Evil. <laughs> that was an idea for a let's play. <laughs> anyway, um, Michael, you've had your eight games, eight great picks. Just to recap, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Link to the Past, Pokemon Fire Red, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage, Wonder Boy and Columns. Yeah, fantastic selection there, I must say. Great, great. Fantastic selection, yeah. If you could save just one of them, which one would it be? Super Mario was. Hey! <laughs> Too much nostalgia for me there. And again, it's it's one of those games that my dad got me. Um, and my, you know, it's, it's too nostalgic. As I said, my dad was a bit of an arsehole, but, you know, that was one of the best things he ever did for me. Right, before we move on to your book, I know I was dragging on a bit, but I just wanted, I didn't have a chance to earlier on, I was going to ask you about your wrestling career. Yes. What, what started that? Um, as a kid, I was obsessed with wrestling. Um, I bought all the books, the biographies, um, to find out who did what. Um, but I basically, you know, it all started, and this is how the adult started at WrestleMania 7. Uh, I was this little boy, and I was transitioning from school to school to school, again, getting bullied a lot. And my dad basically was moving businesses. He was a bit of an entrepreneur, my dad. Got it wrong, but it's still a bit of an entrepreneur. Um, and it, it was a situation where I met this kid by the name of Hussein and these other two kids, and they would, like, talk about wrestling. And he would keep going on about the ultimate warrior has big powers. And I was like, powers? What the fuck are you talking about, kid? Uh, and it turned out he was talking about the guy's muscles. Uh, same was a bit gay when it came to stuff like that. Um, and basically, I sat down, started thinking, you know, what, what the hell is wrestling? I've never watched wrestling before. And he turned me on to WWE. Well, WWE at the time. Um, and basically... I went to, to watch WrestleMania 7 and then kept watching after that. Found as many tapes as I could and even watched... The funnest moment I had was watching wrestling with my mum, uh, which was SummerSlam, I believe it was 93, when it was aired on Sky Movies. 
believe it or not. Wasn't that Spy movies? Yes. Yeah, it was, yes. It was aired on Spy movies. Pay-per-view. And, mm. oh, no, it wasn't pay-per-view. It was actually right. on Sky Movies. Well, yeah, before Sky Movies. Got, yeah. yeah, it was before early, Sky early. Movies come yeah. that basically started, like, charging for every single fucking wrestling event. Um, before Sky Box Office, yeah. Yeah. And I was watching it with my mum, and I was watching the Legion of Doom, and Hawk go, what a rush! Come <laughs> <laughs> to the room with Paul Eller in these two badass motherfuckers, fucking biker gear and, and football gear and shit, and I was like, what the fuck? These guys are so awesome. Um, and they won, uh, they were defending the Tag Team Championships at the time, and, you know, they, they had such badass music. If you hear their music, it's like, doom, 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 I remember it, yeah. Like, it, it's like what I was saying about Streets of Rage. It was like badass. And they would come in, and it, it just made them sound like these two fucking polarizing figures. And as a kid, I was like, what the fuck, you know? Then The Undertaker came out for his match, oh. and my mum kept saying, kill him. My mum, for most people who don't know, is a very, she's a firm believer in the supernatural. She believes in witchcraft and everything like that. Um, and you can't say no. You know, it's her belief. She's a, she's a Wiccan, in a sense. Um, and I actually went... I, I, the, a funny story happened. I actually went to a, an event uh, I was doing security for where it had loads of Wiccans there. So I understand a lot about my mum's beliefs and stuff. And um, it, it got me a bit more closer to what who she is, in a sense. And it was great. Um but yeah, we watched the event, so she watched Undertaker and she thought that he was real and that his supernatural abilities the light turn out and he disappeared and she never knew he was a guy named Mark Calloway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she she was like going ape shit and I watched it with her and it was our first and last wrestling event I ever watched my mum. But uh, ever since then I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy in that ring. Um, I want to be Hulk Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan came out and, and fucking did the... You know, the the muscles and I am the real American. Like, everyone's going fucking ape shit. And I was like, that's the guy I want to be. So I found a wrestling school and I was going to go to a university to do illustration. And um, I turned the degree down because I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Right. And I went into a ring and I started looking at magazines trying to find a training ground. World of Wrestling is what I used to read. Um, basically said there was a training ground in North London by a company called the Frontier Wrestling Alliance a company that's now defunct believe it or not so I joined up and uh, it was weird because and it, it, it was one of those situations where everybody went like totally ape on it and um, I had guys with similar wrestling fans. Um, I, one other guy showed me a tape about a thing called ECW. Like, there's a thing called ECW. You should watch it. Um, you know, and I was like, okay, I've got to watch this stuff. And the shit these guys did in the ring, I was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Why are they destroying each other? Why are they using thumbtacks? Why are they doing this? It was my first time I ever saw Mick Foley in the ring. Um and I watched his stuff, and I was watching Cactus Jack, I was watching WCW Saturday nights as well, and my training was starting, and they would get us to do drills, I would do an hour cardio drill, to the point that I'd be running, push-ups, sit-ups, and would make a game of it, whoever's team won, would win, you know, 
Um, it, it's, um, it, I would have all these drills. I would get better. I would get bigger. And, um, I would always be the guy whose promo skills would be a lot better than the rest. Most people would try and do promo skills that didn't work. Me, it would come out. My first promo skill, I was shaking. I would literally come out and go, you know, no, that's wrong, or, or I'll say something stupid, and my hand was shaking. And so I started creating this character, and I was like, yo, I'm Frankie Capone. Uh, I'm from the United States of America, and I'll tell you people something. And I was just basically coming out with, like, loads of different promo works, talking about being an Italian, um, and it, pe- people would get off on it. They would laugh. My hair was long. They cut it short. I cut my hair short um, and then you know basically started wrestling for them um, the problem was my friend Alex Shane did not like me very much because uh, he thought I was hitting on his girlfriend who at the time I think you guys knew her from the WWE um, she was Katie Lee Burchill yes aka yeah. Cap um, he thought I was hitting on her. I was marking out when I met her, and I was like, you are the most amazing person I've ever met in my fucking life. Please, can I, uh, you know, can I talk to you? And I was picking her brain. He didn't like it. He thought, are you switching numbers or her? I was like, no. Why would I? She's your girlfriend. Why would I switch numbers or her? But he wouldn't mind basically telling everyone to go to a strip club and watch her strip. So, yeah. Um, he was a douchebag. I ended up getting my ankle injured. Long story short, most people know about this. Well, my ankle got broken uh, in bits, basically, from taking about body drop. I nearly landed on my neck. I twisted, landed on my ankle. My ankle shattered. Went to the hospital, basically got it checked over. Doctor said, don't go back in the ring. Needs to heal. Went back in the ring, took a choke slam, and the thing snapped. Um, I was then told never to wrestle again. I was left in the cast for six months, and basically acted like a disabled person. Um wasn't happy I wrestled for two years and there was always that that one moment where I wish I had you know I wrestled Eddie Guerrero in Crystal Palace I was the green guy as you guys could tell in that video if you haven't seen that video yet check it out on the Retro Island channel because um, Stephen has it up there and I really wanted to go to Mexico because Eddie when I wrestled him he gave me a number and said look just contact these guys head to Mexico start your training I was going to go over there start my training become a lucha um, because I wanted to do more high flying I was good but I wasn't great and then when the career basically ended um, I basically auditioned for a Channel 4 show and got in and started acting basically and that's pretty much it you know the rest is history really um, but there's always that that moment you know I, I, I look at pro wrestling now and I look at the way that the WWE has bastardized the industry it's become a circus, so to speak. It's become back to the old guard again, where they're not progressing. It's not progressive as it should be. There's a lot of talented guys out there who are getting pushed aside because they want the big muscular guy like Batista, or they want the the guy like Orton who's dry as fucking rice, um, or they want Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. John Cena, Hulk Hogan 2.0, um, in the middle of the ring because kids love these and wants to buy his T-shirts. And 
it, it's not sustainable, and I think they've lost focus on the overall product. So what I'm I'm going to do, um, which I've agreed to do, is in July I'm heading up to the states to wrestle a good friend of mine and tear the house down. So I'm actually at this point in time looking for a training partner to wrestle with, so I can actually start trying out some new skills and new movesets. Buddy, I will help you. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is going to help Michael Burhan become the world wrestling champion. Uh, <laughs> my goal was always to be WWE champion, but I'm I, I'm guy one of those guys that are class too short. Uh, five foot eight. Uh, I weigh 209 pounds at the moment. Um, I, I would have loved to have been, but I probably would have gotten as far as a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> at least you can see you've wrestled Eddie Guerrero. It's amazing. Not many people can see that, can they? No, amazing. I also want to be the guy who's known about as tearing the house down. Yeah. You know, um, if people have seen my previous video where I basically got in the ring and people were immersed with my character, I want to basically be that guy who goes in, shows the world how a well-made wrestling match is played out, and and people take notice and say, "Wow, you know, you're amazing." Um, I want that. I want that last final moment to come out of it and say, "I did." something amazing and I'm hoping that if it all works out the guy that I work with gets blown up to the point where he ends up holding his, his version of the world title so we'll see cool good luck with that all that I hope, yes. hope it all transpires that that happens you are going to get it filmed so hopefully we can get it on the uh, on the stream on the YouTube channel and stuff as well can we give you a little bit of uh, nostalgia Michael go for it okay listen to this <laughs> That's Chris in the toilet. <laughs> you, you hear that? These guys just like, it's so badass. Marching. Everything that comes to bring this shows you these people are hard fucking. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I well, for me, I think the these guys showed you how tough they were. They they wouldn't high fly. They wouldn't be the guys that could do, run the ropes and, and do amazing things. They would beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when tag team wrestling was actually good. Well, tag team wrestling can be great. It's the booking that's wrong. Wrestling, yeah. and I hope to turn this into a wrestling show. The booking is what makes or breaks these guys. Zack Ryder was self-made on his own. Look at him now. Um, and a lot of that is because a bad booking has driven him right down the ladder. He's demotivated. He, he, there's nothing he can do to bring himself back up because the guys at the top don't want him there. And that's the problem. I think he deserves a lot better. Everybody, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, um, different wrestlers at the moment, they deserve a lot better than what they're getting. And as far as I'm concerned to Vince, um, I would say... Um, so, yeah, so basically when it comes to the, the overall product, Vincent Mann has basically ruined professional wrestling. He's ruined everything that has made wrestling great because of bad booking. Characters who are supposed to be polarizing. Daniel Bryan is probably the most over guy in the company at the moment is not being given his due. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking or more hoping that they're going to push the tag team division again because, because they've not got two big titles anymore. So I'm hoping that instead of having the two world titles, they're going to 
have the tag team titles as the kind of secondary pin. Well, the problem is they've split up a lot of the good tag teams. Primetime players have been split up. They've, yeah. um, they're splitting up the shield at, at some point. I like the Russos. I do like the Russos. They're good. They split up Brodus Clay and Albert for some weird reason. You know, and it doesn't make sense. They they need to start focusing on bringing the what made this great back and focusing on that, and hopefully they'll do that. Okay, well, moving on from wrestling, we do have still a couple of items to to um, do. Can <laughs> 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 think of a better way of saying it. Um, so the next item is your book, and I believe you've picked a book called if Chins Could Kill by Bruce Campbell. A lot of people don't like Bruce Campbell and a lot of people say he's got an ego. For me, I love the guy. He is my idol. Um, he is the ultimate underdog in terms of actors. He's basically a, a B-movie actor who at one point made such a splash that he's now in pop culture. He's immersed in there. Bruce Campbell now has a name above anything like any other big actor of the 90s. You know, the Billy Zanes, uh, who was considered a big actor, is gone in comparison to the Bruce Campbell's still here. Um, you're looking at, like, other guys, other Hulk Hogan's, the... Um, I'm trying Arnold's. to think of other... The, well, Arnold's still a big thing, but he's not... I'll tell you, he's not... Now, he's not as big as Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell can cut his own ticket, and I read the book, His Chins Can Kill. It talks about his acting career, and, and again... A lot of his life kind of mirrors mine in a sense. He's a divorced father because um, his, you know, his missus had enough uh, with him in his acting career because he was pursuing that. She didn't like it, she ended up getting rid of him because she had enough. You know, he was upset, but he found someone afterwards who he could love. Um, and and that book's basically about him, you know, and, and everything that he did uh, to get as far as he could and. You know, it it helped, and it, it was one of those things that helped me stay focused and motivated as an actor. I bought two versions, and I had one that I bought for myself, uh, which was the American hardback version, and I gave another copy, which is the paperback version, to a friend of mine called Anna. Um, you know, because she wanted to, she wanted to basically um, be. Uh, she wanted to, to have her own copy of that because he's a legend. You know, again, basically, I love I love that book so much, and it's one book I could read over and over and over and over again. I used to like the Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid story, uh, right. but after a while, it kind of got super. Uh, I think it's superfluous. I think it's the word uh, because of the fact that he's just everything you read in that book is kind of not true in comparison to the way he was. He was an asshole. Now he's a good guy. Like he's still a bit of an asshole in a sense. Um, I, I'm glad he he hasn't gone back to the ring. I'll say that I'm glad he's retired because he's focusing on his family and his kids rather than focusing on on wrestling. So, so the final item is uh, watch the item and the thing you've picked. Uh, there's some kind of rules in this. Um, you've picked a laptop. Yeah. You can have your laptop, but it can't be connected to the internet, so you can, because you can't have any communication without the world. No, but the the great thing is, um, I can like put DVDs on it. I can play emulators on it. 
Yeah. Uh, so everything's already preloaded onto my laptop, so I can use it for that. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of will miss the internet. Yeah. I go stir crazy when I'm not online. Ah, but you're on a desert island. You can't. Yeah. There's no, there's no uh, Wi-Fi on it. I know uh, that that would basically make me go stir crazy a little bit, but having the laptop there is like a comfort thing. It's it's my comforter. Got you here. Yeah. And you mentioned as well that um, you'd like your laptop to be to be there so you can continue on with your writing and things yes. like that as well. I'll be writing tons of books, and it'll be like day thirty-one on the island. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is though, who'd ever find those? Eventually, someone will find it. He would get rescued one day. Message in a bottle. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like the Michael Burhan story, the chipmunk molester, because I'll be molesting chipmunks on the island, of course. They have chipmunks on desert islands. Yeah, monkeys, monkeys maybe. Then I'll be molesting the monkeys. I'll be molesting something. Would you have monkey butlers? Would you have chipmunk butlers? Yes. I would train them all, and then I'll have chipmunk soldiers, and <laughs> we'd have like <laughs> instead of the bitcoin, we'd have the coconut. And then they'd have their own economy. I'll, tell you, I'll teach them to trade stocks. You could start up your own um, Desert Island Wrestling Alliance with the monkeys. I would do with the monkeys <laughs> and the chipmunks. Yeah. They would have factions, the monkeys versus the chipmunks. <laughs> the MWA. And then we'd have a coconut Statue of Liberty so I could just go up to it and go, Fuck you! You blew it up! You blew it up! <laughs> Uh, and I'll have one just dressed up like he's from the Planet of the Apes, and I'll do that Charlton Heston thing. You goddamn dirty ape! Who's your favourite monkey from a from the world of movies and films or games? Clyde. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Loose. Yeah. For, um, <laughs> right hook. Clyde. Clyde. Yeah. Every which way but loose. Yes. Clint Clyde. Clyde Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. Clyde. Sorry if I sound a bit. Sorry if my voice sounded a bit funny. My splitter's just packed up. Sorry. Okay. Can I pick? Can I pick Donkey Kong? Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, from games, movies, films. Yeah, Donkey Kong would count. Okay. Hey. Well, um, my two favourite monkeys have to be like Clyde and Donkey Kong. Again, Donkey Kong. Um, I played the original arcade game on the Calico Vision, completed it, and um, then. Um, ended up playing Donkey Kong Country on the SNES uh, and oh god it has some beautiful music in it anybody who's actually played that game would know what I'm talking about yeah in, I know exactly what you're talking about epic it is um, I, I want to know who's the composer on that I might actually download some of that for my workout music uh, I love you know I'm a huge fan of Donkey Kong uh, download it for your entrance music yeah. oh yes uh, my entrance music is going to be word up <laughs> <laughs> Which version? Cameo. Or Cameo or Gun? Or Gun yeah. cover version? Uh, I'm probably going to... You maybe use the FWA cover version that they did, if I can find it. Um, but no cover versions from any girl bands, because I'll kick them in the fucking face. Uh, I'm sorry, I just don't like poppy versions of songs that I hold dear. No, the, the cover version I'm thinking about was the version by Gun, a Scottish band. Ooh. Ah, yeah, that one. Send me the link to that. I'll have a, I'll have a listen to it. I will do. I have to come off here. You should invite them to your desert island and play a private gig. Oh, they would probably yeah. do it as well. They need the money. They'll, they'll need 500 coconuts. <laughs> I'll be like, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Uh, well, you are bound to say that. 
Then they'll get mauled by the monkey butlers. Head wrestlers versus zombies apparently is out at the moment, guys. Ah, as if I'm on the talent right now. <laughs> I'm asking Mark to be crazy. Is that the one you're talking about, Michael? Um, no, the other one. Uh, one sec, I'll play. That was the tune from Donkey Kong Country. Yes. The intro tune. That one, and there's another one uh, where it's like, duh, duh. Oh, what was it called? Um, oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes, you got it. This one. No, no. track from there it's yeah. one of my favourites every time I think of this game, track. I think of that track um, it's a great as I said great game it's another one that I completed for the SNES I got it for Christmas um, and it was actually I believe a year after I got the Super Nintendo um, I got this game and it was using the effects chip as well it's made by Rare it's a fucking yeah. awesome game uh, this is when Rare actually made games not Xbox um, Avatar shitty games so, but there we go. The graphics on it alone are just beyond 16-bit. You wouldn't believe a 16-bit system could make graphics like that. Well, it was 2.5D, wasn't it? side scroll. Yeah. So you basically yeah. have... It, 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 it was incredible. A lot of people just slated it because they said it was too hard, but what I say to them is, well, that sucks. You're not a good enough game player. That's what a game is supposed to be. The thing is, I was playing Dark Souls 2, and I've, I've said this, um, when I did a review on the game, you go back, and you, you look at Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls, these games are what games are supposed to be. They're supposed to be difficult. You yeah. supposed to take time doing it. It's supposed mm. to be worth the 40 quid that you pay for a game. Someone goes to me, oh, I've completed South Park's Difficult Truth, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So what are you going to do with it now? That okay. South Park, it's, all I'm getting on my, on my stream on YouTube is South Park. Yeah, no, it's a good game. Yeah, loads of that, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. But... I'll only buy it pre-owned. One, because Ubisoft are a bunch of cunts um, for not supporting the Wii U anymore. Uh, and two, uh, because of the fact that I feel that, <clears throat> in general, it would be 
better <laughs> to <coughs> excuse me for that kind of game if you can complete it within five to eight hours then there's no replay value um well, you know. according to uh, according to larry uh the um, rpg mechanics on it are very outdated yeah they are but it's not about yeah. the rpg mechanics it's about the fun south park story that you're playing yeah you know which to it's, me is up quite old anyway so sense of nostalgia yeah i suppose but you know south park it's like the simpsons it was good and then isn't now yeah. So if it takes that sort of part of when it was good, then that's cool for me. Yeah, so, it's the same thing with the Simpsons games. Any of the Simpsons games um, that you've ever, you know, seen, it just yeah. Well, some of them are good. I, I've um, been playing. I've got two. I've played recently. I've done videos of that I've really enjoyed the you know, Road, Road Rage and the yeah. Hit and Run. Yeah, I like them. I like them. But I think Michael said it earlier, one of the first games he got for his SNES was Box Nightmare. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is fucking hot. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I've got... Oh. Yeah, I've got... Sorry, Harry. Sorry, it wasn't me saying something. It was Barry. That game was fucking hard. That game was ridiculous. Um, to You know, I haven't clocked it yet, so I'm actually doing it for getting your nerd on um, games that I couldn't beat. I'm actually going to be playing a stream of that and then I'm going to be doing yeah. the games that I have that I couldn't beat video for them talking about how the game was extremely difficult and I couldn't beat it even the um, I believe the Nostalgia Critic did a, a video on it he couldn't beat it either Whoa. I wrote a review on it yeah if you um, cheap plug sorry you go to the Pixel Empire I've got a review on it mm. it's a great game it's an extremely mm. great game it's, it's one of those where you would have so much fun playing it, but at the same time, it's so difficult, you would end up smashing your own face in for it. It's that bloody Maggie's Temple sequence. That is ridiculously hard. Yeah. It's impossible, that is. Yeah. And look, look at today's games, though. Um, like For everything that's great about Mario 3D World, the one thing I hate about that game is, um, it's the same with all Mario games, like on the Wii and Wii U and stuff. They, If you don't complete a level, if you keep dying, they'll put a block there, a help block. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it bugs me because I sit there and I find that as an insult. Yeah, I think you got. I think, what, I think what, what they've lost. I think what they've lost with modern games, especially in, in the main, is to get the balance right of learning curve. Is to sort of like you know make it yeah make it hard, make it challenging, but don't make it so destroying to the soul. You the, know? the way I see it is, if I play a game, I want it challenging to the point where I want to pick the game up and throw it out the fucking yeah. window. Uh, that for me, for the kids, um, if I if they had two modes, if they had the easy and hard mode on there, I'd put the mm. kids on easy mode and I'll play hard. That's fine. But with Mario yeah. World, there's no other mode. It's just the same level, the same mode. Um, I could complete that game probably within eight hours. The kids take a little bit longer because they like to just faff about on the levels. Um, but you know, it, it does bug me uh, in terms of, of gaming. I really feel that they could have done. There they could have been a lot more done. You, you genuinely like a good challenging game. Yeah, yeah. Dark Souls Two. Right. I was playing it. I had to farm to get yeah. an inch closer to where I needed to be. What do you think of uh, a classically difficult game, R Type? Uh, that's one of my favourite games in the world. I've got the. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've got R Type Final up here. It's in my. Oh, place. I need to get that. Because um, I bought it for my dad because uh, he loves R Type. That was his favourite game. Uh, ever and I, I purchased a copy for the PlayStation 2 and yeah. still here um, and I play it 
Uh, he's also I've also loved the Gradius series of games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite favorite games in the world. I you know well, great soundtracks as well. Brilliant yeah. soundtrack. Epic. <laughs> I agree totally with you on that one. I was yeah, going, I know. I thought it's one of my favourite series. I was going to say regarding The Simpsons, the, the first game I ever played on the Amiga was Spark vs. the Space Mutants. Mutant. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I had a copy of that on the NES, but again, right. one of those things I bought at a... This is the thing, <clears throat> and we're going to touch on the collector's episode of IGG as well. I... <clears throat> when the NES turned retro, I could buy games for 99 pence. Now those same games I could buy for 99 pence are going for ridiculous amounts. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at it, I was just like, what the hell? Seriously? You know, mm. Really? Would you, you know, it's like Bart vs. Space Mutants. You, you, you can buy that now for like 10, 15 pounds. Mm. I could buy a uh, uh, game for that. I had, I had it on a CPC. It weren't good. Oh dear, I can just yeah. imagine how bad that is. I hated the Mega Drive version, which incidentally I got in a bundle with a Mega Drive 2 and Sonic, I believe, and Mega Games, one of the Mega Games cartridges. And that was only two or three years ago. Hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. You were playing um, Monkey Tunes earlier on. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity, but I'm going to play a Monkey Tune. Go for it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> so you can hear it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you like your bunk card. My favourite game of all games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a real check in rate enough, doesn't it? Sorry! What? <laughs> I can't hear you! Uh, I'm going to have that as my ringtone. <laughs> anyway, make that copyright strike, so... <laughs> nah, <laughs> there are no copyright strikes on Blog Talk Radio. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's getting uploaded to YouTube. When I, yeah, when I upload it to YouTube, I've got like a... I've got to do something. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, be, we'll be fine. They're only snippets and we're talking over it anyway. Yeah. We wouldn't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, so... That, that's pretty much my my experience with my collections. Uh, basically, with my stuff, it's uh, as I've said before, it's not just uh, collectors, items, and stuff. It's literally everything I would have on that desert island would be a part of my life. Brilliant. Well, I thought we'd better think about ending it. Um, I do have to shout out uh, the Retro Online live stream that's coming up on Friday evening at half eight, hosted by Mr. Barry's brother, Harry. It's at half eight and it's straight on Lemon Twenty Seven. Yes, so. and that's at youtube.com slash retro and limb live. Thank you, buddy. Yes, I, I was forgetting that bit. <laughs> uh, also, it's not <laughs> also, I got gameplay episode sixty. I believe it's sixty-eight. Was it sixty-seven? No, it's sixty-seven. Uh, with Rob Man as your special guest host of the episode. He's going to be talking collecting. If anybody wants to join us, it will be 11 p.m. EST, which is 4 a.m. <laughs> in the UK, <laughs> and uh, 8 p.m. PT, uh, which is Pacific time. So uh, the reason being is Rob Mann likes to get the kiddies to bed before he actually does like stuff like this, and I'm inviting him on the episode to do that. He's also got another project lined up. He's doing Silent Hill uh, retrospective, oh. <clears throat> which I'm helping him on, kind of assisting him cool. on that. 
assisting his little assistant with his little skirt. Um, I ain't got the legs for it. And uh, you can check out like most of our bad stuff. Check him out on the Happy Console Gamer, youtube.com forward slash Happy Console Gamer with him and Johnny. And uh, keep your eyes out for loads of stuff that I'm doing. Uh, Nerdgenius.com, of course. Uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash I Got Gameplay, which is amassed over 290 likes. I have no idea how this happened, uh, which is great. Keep it up, people. Keep liking the site. Uh, Retro Island Network, of course. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Retro Island Network. Uh, and uh, we've got to make our presence known on YouTube soon when I get off my arse to actually upload everything onto there uh, as well. And uh, yeah, uh, I was yeah. I was the first I was the first sub- subscriber on that by the way. Yeah, I I haven't even checked the channel yet. <laughs> I've been really bad. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna get that up and and done. Um, and everybody out there, for those of you. Uh, if you want to check out more stuff with me, dailymotion.com forward slash nerdgenius. It's got the movie, the East London Story Slap or Die on there if you want to actually check that out. Uh, I know it's paid, uh, so make sure you check that out if you want to take a look at that. Um, I've also got loads of other stuff going on as well, uh, including uh, a movie that I'm, that I'm currently in the process of producing called... Uh, the perspective on based on men and female perspectives trying to get the actors in for the final shots on that and then I've got to start editing post-production this job fire episode 3 coming soon I know I keep saying it's going to be up it will do eventually um, you can check those out on youtube.com for us the nerd genius um, and also uh, just keep an eye out for everything Michael Burhan literally just google my name and you'll see all the projects that I'm doing it's ridiculous uh, love you all peeps and thank you for listening to the show Chris, what have you got to plug before we go? Well, I've, I've just actually just gone on to uh, Michael's um, pay, uh, YouTube page and just realised my bloody stupid YouTube is unsubscribed from him, so I've just resubscribed him. Who, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened They've there. probably done that to me as well, because uh, I was like, my subscriber account's going down. No! Yeah, well, he did say, he did say that. He said he said his channel had unsubscribed several people, and I just checked mine, I thought... Hang on a minute, I've just dropped a, dropped a thing, and I thought, I'd better check your channel, because you just said it. I put in Nerd Genius, and it says, no, you're not subscribed. <laughs> huh? Okay. Right. Well, I'm sure I did, but anyway. I know anyway. you did, I remember, because you, um... Yeah. It, it said that you subbed to it. Uh, well, it just, it'll just send you another message now, saying so resubbed. So, there we uh, go. It's, it's a good channel, you know, I'm getting over, I've, I, I think my highest view count at the moment is two, over 22,000 views. Uh, you know, and... Uh, I'm going to be doing my next video, uh, which I think I might do tonight if I get back in the, from the gym on time, will be a rebuttal to Angry Joe talking about Anita Sarkeesian. Uh, he recently went on about the fact that apparently uh, people took it too far with her um, because they felt like she... Um, people got annoyed over the fact that she messed around with people uh, in terms of the... You know, um, he was saying that people took it too far because uh, they don't, you know, they didn't like um, the way she presented herself. But I, I disagree. I, I believe, you know, that with uh, Anita herself, there, there's a few issues there, and I'm going to make my points. Uh, see if you, I'm going to call him out on it and see what he says. You know, at mm. the end of the day, um, uh, I'm gonna. I've got a lot more videos coming. I've got some political videos coming up as well because that's some politics series that I was doing. Mm. 
I'll avoid discussing politics, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and what about yourself, Harry and Barry? Uh, have you, are you plugging anything? I haven't finished yet. Oh, I do. <laughs> I thought you... Chris? No, I was just talking about Michael there. Oh, oh. sorry. Anyway, I was just going to say, because he reminded me of... Um, he was talking about the um, uh, retro collecting for the NES. And I was just going to say that I'm going to be recording a bloggy kind of waffle video about how expensive it is to be a retro collector today, ah. uh, in general. It's and I've also, very expensive. Oh, exactly. And I've also got Harry's requested gameplay NRG on Pit Fighter for the CPC. Yes. And I've just recorded Evo Haler's requested CPC on Where the Tiger. I'm sure I've requested something as well. You did. You requested Big Mother Truckers 2, but I did, I, yes. I, like I said to you, I'm waiting for my capture device to arrive. So you are, yeah. And, and, and it's going to be even worse now because, like I said, while I've been online, my um, jack splitter attached to my PC has just crapped up. So that's why I was pissing around with my computer and I've just, I've, I'm literally hardwired into the back of the computer at the moment uh, because my jack splitter has just gone wrong. Uh, so I have to get a new one then. <laughs> so I can't record any footage yet. Oh. It's www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Nova Bug. Yes. I believe I subbed you as well. Um, you are? Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, because I always check out your videos as well. Uh, I try to check out everybody on, on Retro London, including John Boy here. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll put it up. <laughs> are, you on, are, you on, are you on 100 yet, John? Hang on, I'm just going to check. Because oh, you were on 99 earlier. you got to get to 100, mate, and you got to uh, do a yes. celebration video. But I might wait to 103 or 104 because I think um, down one. <laughs> Chris, no, Chris Shanked and um, um, Two Fat Bastards channel are both count as one. They're both subscribed, and um, I'm following it on my, on my second channel, so that counts as one as well. So I'm going to wait to about 103 <laughs> before, <laughs> before it's official. You're being very pedantic, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Harry? Um, have you got anything coming up? Well, my twin brother Harry is just passing me a piece of paper that says <laughs> it says I have nothing to plug. Also, Michael is awesome. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to leave you with a parting thought, right? Yes. A wrestling related parting thought here. Now, well, there's, there's a comic strip here which says um, basically with Batista saying I have my headlining WrestleMania, deal with it. Uh, the guy basically cuts in the line. The guy goes to him, hey, I was in line to use that. And he goes, deal with it. And then the doctor says to him, Mr. Batista, your skinny jeans that you keep wearing are what's causing your extreme pain in your testicles. If you don't change it to something looser, I'm afraid they will explode. And Batista replies, well, then I guess they have to deal with it. I don't know, bombshell. Thank you very much, Michael, for being a fantastic guest. That was great. You know what? I love this show. Uh, big fan of it. High support of it. And one thing I will say is, keep up the good work there, John. You've done. You've gone from miles to miles. And the fact that uh, this show keeps going from stride to stride and getting better, from something that's turned from the the Rumbling Network. Most people don't know this was actually just a whim between me and Stephen here. Um, I was leaving another network with I Got Gameplay. Stephen wanted to secure the show, put the network together for me that I'm in charge of. And it's created so many amazing shows with you, with Chris, with everybody. And I'm so proud of everyone. You know, 4,000, you know, listens. 
on, on this network is amazing. I, I believe by the end of the month we'll probably hit five. Uh, you make me blush. And uh, Chris and Harry, thanks for jumping on and being fantastic guests as well. And being previous uh, guests on the show as well. Thank you very much. Serious? No problem. Yes, your previous guests in this. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you said serious guests. I'm no, never a serious guest. No, no. <laughs> no, Harry, memory, mate, you were on this show before. Was I? No, <laughs> yes. that was my brother, Harry. Oh, all oh, right. Yes, sorry. Yes, remember, he's Barry Yak. We'll get yeah. Barry Ack on the show in the yeah. future. So we'll get Barry on next yeah. time. <laughs> Barry's better. <laughs> I'll pass that on to him. He, he does a great Sylvester Stallone. Adrian! Adrian! Get to the chopper! That's a good point to end it. Good night, lads. Good night. Yeah. Yo, what the French is up, guy? It's me, Haggard. You know my boy Cody and I just picked up the illest game ever. You better cruise over quick on that Metro City Express. And on the side, we just got the jankest stack on the planet. DC is for life, straight out the pipe. Hit you in the dough, every single night. Yo, my yes and the yes is looking kind of dusty. Is that some cartridge coming at me? Yo, it must be. A busty in the head. DC will leave you for dead. Yo, haters better trust me. We play video games, nothing shit. Loving them when we came of age Yo, we set the stage Doing everything but dying Never get first place in the race Stop trying Get hysterical, memorable Then an only three So, the fact that you were dead It is a blatant miracle Trying to turn the game on But it's giving your problems Got the best technique Guaranteed to solve them It's a must Gotta blow up the dust Have the magic fingers On the reason to fuss Grab an old game Turn it over, give a blow Put it in your system Turn it on, let it know A few seconds of waiting Extreme anticipation When there seems to be no response Ultimate fetch me more XP Did a little damage, man, that point is view I have more strength than the geek And my point to do the roof On these beats, nobody can be tighter I rip fools on mics like geeks and street fighters I don't ride you to the ground, the sound is like a bomb Take you to the next level like Marvel vs. Capcom Coming out with the ill lines like Pronto Feel my lyrics when you hear it like a hyper combo You're Tonto, and I am the Lone Ranger This shit is X-Men, you're in the zone danger With every verse I spit, I just power up It gets worse and worse and worse until you're hours up What you know about blocking the stage I've been spitting lines for days, I'm famous like Johnny Cage This ain't a phase, my power comes from my rage I'm amazed, level 99 beats, you're underage My power on the mic is like spells from Dr. Strange You can tell I've been a hell and back Cause I'm the rage I swing swords like Samurai Jack Must be crazy cause I never got my MRI back Dr. Banner took a scanner and put it up to my brain Beside me Thor's hammer then gave me some Nova Game He said, listen man, this shit ain't no fucking game Go some pain, pick it up, the power is insane I took the hammer, got the power of Thor Odin the soda for sure, I'm hella hard in the core Yo, oh holy shit Wait, I do it